I think it's time to grow this dream. Get everybody on the mics together. Okay, three, two, one podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop, the podcast where we take two anime-resistant first-timers through Cowboy Bebop one week and a couple of episodes, kind of depending on how we're feeling, at a time. My name, of course, is Vanilla Husband, a.k.a. Captain Bootscoot, a.k.a. your host, Jesse. I want to thank you for joining me. I'd also like to take this opportunity to say good morning, hello, good evening, depending on what part of the world you're in, to the live chat. Looks like we have Callie D, at least. Hello, Callie D. Thank you for being here with us this morning. I know it's very early for you. We appreciate you, as always. Now, it's been a little while, you guys. We took a week off, and it was rough. I, I missed doing this big time. I'm not going to lie. And I know that everybody else here missed doing this big time. So let's jump right into it and let's start introducing people. The first person that I'm going to introduce you to, of course, is my lovely co-host at Miss My Armcast, Kylie. Kylie, how has your week been the last week and a half, two weeks? You know, uh, very, very good. Um as usual, I'm always here to say that I, you know, it's been work field, filled. I am quite the career woman, but I do have a fun um, little story, real quick, about uh, my work Ooh. day to day. Um, I am the person that records the phone tree, actually. Um, so cool. it was like an emergency, and they told me like you have to come into the office right now. Like we need to get this recorded. So I come in and I shut the door and I went and I like recorded the new phone tree thing. First take, done, sent it out. And I was like, thank you, podcast. So yeah. um, I called that a win and was just excited to get some more some more speaking practice today. So That's so cool to hear. I, I Very rarely do your just random hobbies get to bleed into your life in a way that is actually like transformative, right? I mean, that's really cool. And, and you know what? Kind of doesn't surprise me at all. So... I'm just happy to have you here and thank you for joining me. And I can't even tell you how excited I am because this is going to be a great show, Kylie. Of course, to do a great show, we're going to have to introduce the person who normally fills the seat right there next to you because he does all the hard work. And that, of course, is the first of our anime-resistant first-timers, Josh, the head of the Twist My Arm Network and the host of the Twist My Arm podcast. Josh, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing great. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's been a crazy week. Um, just, you know, a lot of stuff happens in weeks. <laughs> and uh, a lot of stuff keeps happening in weeks. And I'm glad it's Friday. Um, I do have to work early in the morning tomorrow. Um, but I am excited to be here to talk about Cowboy Bebop. If you haven't seen Suicide Squad yet, go watch it, because I'm raving over that movie. I'm sorry, but you gotta. <laughs> I'll probably watch it tonight, actually. They, he's not lying. In the... Um... Twist My Arm Network group chat, which is a very exclusive group chat. You can only be in it if you make a Twist My Arm Network podcast. We have been talking about that movie all day, and not all of us have seen it. So, like, he, he's not exaggerating. He really, 
really thinks you should watch that movie. And if you have HBO Max, you can do it. So don't worry about I that. I especially need uh, you to watch it because I can't spoil anything right now. I can't <laughs> say right. any spoilers yes. in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm notoriously a bit of a jerk about spoilers. So I also want to say hello to Rona in the chat. Rona, of course, is one Hi, of our Rona. longtime supporters. Um, Josh, I promise I will try to get it done tonight. I also am going to have a podcast to edit, so it may take until tomorrow, but I will do it this weekend. Now, of course, the other movie buff that we normally have with us, who also happens to be an anime-resistant first-timer, is our friend Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Fresh up his episode of Best Flicks with Ricky D with Josh of the Twist My Arm podcast, where they talked about Star Wars. Yes, How has did. your week been? It's been a pretty good week. I'm definitely glad to be going into the weekend. It's one of those weeks that just won't end. I know that Ricky D is having one of those days where you're like, is everybody that I've ever associated with really like this? But I assure you, Ricky D, we're here to support you in any way that we can. Thank you. We can't wait to get started. Now, uh, Callie brought something up in the live chat that I think we should probably spotlight. Kylie has a fresh new do. And, well... That's not the only fresh new thing going on in the Josh and Kylie window. And we're going to get to that, I promise. But first, we have one more guest to introduce. We are very, very excited to bring back a friend from season one of the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch in which we covered Firefly, our friend Pixie from the podcast Next on Stage One. You can follow her on Twitter at Next on Stage One. Pixie, welcome to the show. How has your week been so far? Pretty good, guys. How's it going? Doing good. good. We're yeah. very excited. Good. Yeah. If you have listened to this show before or watched our live stream, you know who Pixie is. We talk about Pixie probably every other show, maybe every three episodes. She is just deeply supportive on Twitter. She's always liking, retweeting, helping out the hashtag Potter and Family. Anybody that runs an indie podcast knows Pixie from Next on Stage One. She runs the very cool Twitter spaces where we just do like these podcasting brainstorms and she leads these great talks on how to find your space, how to set boundaries, that kind of thing. If you follow her on Twitter, you also know that Pixie is a fan of establishing dominance in real life. It's all about eye contact. <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> it's all about eye contact. Now, now that we have everybody introduced, I'm going to do the hardest thing that there is. And I'm going to step aside for a minute, and I'm going to let Josh take over and tell you about some really, really cool stuff. And two of that, maybe three of that stuff, you can see on Josh and Kylie. So Josh and Kylie, why don't you just blow yourselves right up there? Let's full screen it, Josh. Come all on. All right. All right. Fine. Give us the model shots. All right. All right. All right. We got oh sure. Josh. <laughs> Look at that. So we have been working very, very hard on... Um, our Twist My Arm Network store. And I think we're at a point now where I feel very comfortable promoting the shit out of it. So um, I, these are some of the shirts you get. They've been washed a couple times and they still have their uh, their print on it. So it's, it's good. They're good quality shirts. Um, I didn't mean to dry it. I just forgot. I would, had every <laughs> intention not to, but they survived. So. Yeah, they still, still look That's great. So we do have a store. If you head to our website, twistmyarmpodcast.com, um, you can go to the store page and it'll take you right here where we have all these different items for sale. The models are not part of the Twist My Arm Network. They are just part of the uh, mock-ups that we get. 
Um, yeah, not yet. I actually, if you look at the store page now, I do have <laughs> <laughs> have me there. So it's awesome. Um, but yeah, there's so much cool stuff on here. I mean, we got best look flicks at that hats, best flicks, mm-hmm. um, oh, the sweet SBI polo with the new SBI logo. Um, there, there's a lot of cool stuff on here. So if you feel so inclined, um, definitely pick up a TMA shirt or best flick shirt or sudden but inevitable shirt or anything that's on there (laughs) you know i know that it's just newly august josh but if you went to the twist my arm network shop right now and you got one piece of clothing from every store that's your christmas shopping done assuming you know four or five people i mean that's you know that's that's pretty impressive right there and if you know one person who's a huge fan of best flicks you can get him the socks the hat the shirt i mean go all the way like no and it's also here, right? uh if you spend over a hundred bucks, it's free shipping. Ooh. There's a that's deal only there, like so. five or six shirts, I think. You could yeah. outfit your whole family <laughs> in Twist My Arm Network apparel. Yeah. For and, about a hundred dollars plus shipping. That's not very bad, folks. And we'll have more coupons and stuff and deals that we'll promote and stuff like that as time moves on. Um but the next thing that I gotta talk about, uh next Saturday is the first ever Twist My Arm podcast podcast convention. Um, so we're calling it PodCon 21. And so next Saturday um, from, I believe it's 1 o'clock Mountain Time to about 5 o'clock Mountain Time. It's going to be a little four-hour event, virtual event, completely free. Um, we're basically going to be just kind of anyone that wants to start a podcast or has been podcasting and had issues with these certain kind of topics. Um uh, Jesse and I and a Pixie and a bunch of other people from around the Potter and family are getting together to kind of collaborate and help um, help help people out, like give give some some pointers and uh, you know our first section is the editing um, edit out the pain with me and uh, Sean from Cheap Seat, and then you got the next one the building a loud loyal audience with Jesse and Cameron from Green Shirt, and the last um, segment that we have is how to be a better host. That's uh. You know, if you're looking to do interviews and you're, or or maybe you're microphone shy or something like that, just kind of some pointers and, and advice on um, on how to just be a better podcaster in general, I guess. Not that we're the most professional or the best podcasters, but um, we we have been doing it for a while and we can give some, some pretty good pointers, I feel well, like. P- Pixie's going to be with us on the How to Be a Better Host one as well. So And Aaron from It's a Fandom Thing. Yeah, and not from a place of arrogance, just from a from a place of the feedback that we have gotten from our listening and viewing audience. Uh, we we know that our show is is a quality show. If you if you listen to this show, part of that is probably because you like the way it sounds, and we can help you make your show sound this way if you want. Um, like we said, it's all free. We're just a bunch of indie podcasters trying to lift up all the pods that there are, and brother, there are a lot of pods. So. so many. <laughs> Yeah, if uh, if we can be part of your rising tide, we'd love to do that. Go ahead, Pixie. There's about three million podcasts out there, and that's still only about two podcasts per person. Well, it's not even it's not enough. I mean, there's so many people out there that could have an interesting story, that could tell you kind of thing, that that could just be be a guest, even if you don't want to have your own podcast, you can jump in on somebody else's podcast. It's a great time, and I'm excited to be here. 
next week with you guys. Heck yeah. That's uh, that's how Jesse started in the podcasting world. I hit him up one day and I was like, hey, dude, I've been doing this podcast. Do you want to come, uh, I don't know, talk about Star Wars or something? And it was all downhill from there. Ricky too, right? I would say it was uphill from <laughs> yeah. there. but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Ricky joined but us yeah, on that's the Quest also, Me episode yeah. just out of ra- at mm-hmm. a random time, so... I'm like the, the, the stepmother that uh, married into the family. Yes. Well, I mean, you were on the first three episodes of this show. Like, that was real learning time okay, right I'm there. I'm the biological real mother. Learning. Oh, right. we were just talking about humong- <laughs> humongous what was yeah. the episode. You remember that, that Jesse? Yeah. Jesse first appeared I on. I remember you really... that 100%. Yeah. Search I, for humongous what. <laughs> I specifically remember it because I was playing video games with a lot of Australians at the time. I worked overnights. So uh, when something from Australia would go viral, I would I would just ask them like, oh hey, is that your, your neighbor or is do you know that guy? Like, <laughs> did, you, did you go to high school with that guy? You know, um, and it, one of my favorite things that they would always tell me is, uh, no, but our national anthem is uh, "Land Down Under" by Men at Work. So, <laughs> so God, that's I appreciate that. Um, so <laughs> is, is it Men at Work that does that song? <laughs> to to <laughs> I should believe known that. it is. You Somebody should, should Google that because now I'm terrified and second guessing myself. Uh, thank you. Um, this is what makes me feel like a professional podcaster is whenever I need something done in the middle of a show, I can just sort of vocalize it and it will happen. So if you would like to learn how to build a crew like this, if you want to be able to refer to your live chat and say, hey, people in the live chat, how do you feel about this? For example, the people in our live chat have literally commented things today, like loving the variety. You guys are the best. True though. Heart. Ah, I was looking forward to getting the models. It's, it's, <laughs> this, is, this is our family. Okay. The, this is what we're talking about. How do you go find these people? Obviously there's no formula to go find a Cali D, right? You can't go, you can't have the people that we have, but I can show you how to put yourself out there in a way that people will respond to because it's authentic. Authenticity as Pixie and Josh and Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D can all attest to is the key to everything here. People can spot a fake a mile away and they can hear one even easier. So I feel like if you have ever enjoyed our show and you're thinking about starting your own or you have already started your own and you want some tips please come hang out with us next saturday august 14th 2021 uh if you miss that that's okay it'll be on our youtube channel but if you're there live you can ask us questions live and get direct pointers for the software that you use etc etc so now that we have um introduced everybody sold you something and offered you a free thing (laughs) i think I think that it's. I think that's it. We're only twenty minutes in, you guys. That's pretty good for us, considering <laughs> we are think, rocking I mean, it. Yeah, we are flying through this. Um, I'd like to make a quick um, ad- admission. Um, one of our other wonderful live listeners and viewers, Rosie, texted me right before the show started and said, "Hey, I'm going to be a little bit late. I'm on my way home from work right now." So some of this stalling has been on Rosie's behalf. And if you join the live <laughs> audience. You can be part of the show without even being here. How cool is that? Now, of course, this is a Cowboy Bebop podcast, so we're going to have to talk about Cowboy Bebop. And yeah. I feel like we should probably start doing that now because I'm really excited to do that. I made a lot of notes, and um, I know that Rosie will forgive us if she misses a very little bit of this because she is the sweetest person basically in the world. Rosie was one of the, the first ones to pick I mean, up her Sun But Inevitable t-shirt. Yeah. Can't wait yeah. to... Uh see them pics yeah we 
the people that we are constantly referring to by name on our show, Rosie, Callie, Rona, um, you'll hear us say Sinicera, Ryan, Phil, um, Susie, all these different people, right? These are real people that join in our conversation and it's kind of what makes this show as much fun as it is. So now that we're done sharing love, let's get the synopsis for the first episode that we watched this week, which of course is My Funny Valentine. Kylie, please take it away. And if you have any fun facts that you'd like to share about this episode, pepper those in right at the end of the synopsis for us. Awesome. Okay, so... When Jet brings in a fugitive from Faye's past, the rebellious beauty must decide whether to turn him in or give an old flame one last chance. Um, as per usual, I'm always looking for, you know, some of those classic rock um, nuances. And, of course, there is one. Um, the title is a musical uh, called Babe, or it's in a musical called Babe, Babes in Arms. Mm. Um, and that it was made famous. It wasn't an original, but Frank Sinatra and Miles Davis. Um, and then also just a fun anime fact, um, the yellow 1957 Fiat 500 is an homage to Lupin the third. That's his car. Um, and, uh, Lupin the third is, is another one of the very, uh, the, the fathers of anime, you know? So, so those are my fun facts. And this is purely so that I can gauge uh, whether or not I'm still uh, able to remember things from my past. Lupin the Third is about a French thief? Yeah, yeah, that's a, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. But yeah, French, I think French is one of the um, big main points and you definitely got that, so. And okay. uh, lots like of purple and yellow that. colors, like just in general, in the, just like the whole show um, is what hey, I remember spikes- most. Spike's uh, outfit in particular is sort of inspired by that, correct? I think you yes. were saying that a couple episodes back. Yeah, I did. I and did. His yeah. Shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Somebody likes Lupin the Third or, or worked on or, you know, so. <laughs> somebody. Somebody does. out there likes Lupin the Third. Um, so the first thing that I noticed personally, and Josh, I don't know if you got a chance to pick up this shot. It's not my shot of the show. Uh, it's just a screenshot. Um, I left from... this for you. I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to do. It's yeah. That's yeah, I, I appreciate that. Kind of yeah. means the world to me. Um, so at two oh six on Hulu, there's what a do you shot. Mean this shot. Yes, at the beginning where they are sealing our heroine into her uh, cryogenic sleeping tube. Now the registry number on this capsule, you're probably not gonna be able to read it on the screen. But if oh dang, perfectly enhance yeah. control enhance control enhance <laughs> enhance. Yeah, that was that was very well done. The registry number on this sleeping capsule, of course, is NCC-1701-B, which is, of course, the Enterprise B from Star Trek. So this is like, it's two minutes into the Hulu track, right? But it's like probably within the first eight seconds after the theme song ends, like this is one of the first things you'll see in this episode. So that just, it it made me so excited. And then the other thing that I noticed is that uh, she was put in there on november 23rd 2019 so i was like oh was man a couple it, years ago <laughs> yeah it really drills home how contemporary this future is actually supposed wait, wait. to be that's really mm-hmm. weird so okay so i actually i did notice that when she's when she meets you know the the guy with the thin eyebrows um what was his name wanda uh whitney whitney, uh, whitney. Um, <laughs> So he was talking about how like their encounter and how long it has been is three years. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we are like right living right now 
during yeah. their I think reunion. that was I think it was like she was frozen for 50 years. Then she got out of the cryogenic. So it was like 2075. Right. And then uh, it was three years after that, that she had her relationship with the guy. So we're right around 2080-ish. Okay. Thanks thanks for that, Ricky. I was jumping the gun too excited, I guess. (laughs) No, but still. Still. To be like completely clear, it was uh, she only remembers as far as three years ago on 2068 AD. Um, right. She was frozen there for 54 years, which means she was frozen in 2014. And right. she's only 20 years old. Correct. From she was born in 1994, which is only yeah two years two years yep. younger than you. I was gonna say we <laughs> some of the some of the people on this screen have significant others from right around that time period. So <laughs> thanks for aging me, Josh. No problem. I, <laughs> Did I age yeah, you or Kylie. me? Some of, and some of us are much older. I was going to say, <laughs> Kylie's like, yeah, thanks for letting them know that I'm basically 20. Like, yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> it's okay, Kylie. It's it's okay. Um, she shouldn't be like drinking that beer. Quick... I could probably get in trouble for that. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's we had on... to have them go run to the... Yeah. It's... It's root beer it's and allegedly, yep. you know, she's yeah. drinking it. I, I have to do, I have to take a moment to say hello <laughs> to Cinesera in the live chat. How's oh, it going, Cinesera? We had just yeah. been, uh, earlier we were talking about the video, before the stream, actually, we were talking about the video where you did a shot and then we all took a drink Cringed. after you that was oh. not quite as strong as the drink that you were drinking. So, um, younger than Faye. Yes. Uh, so that's the thing, right? That's a pretty common anime trope where there is a very young looking character and for some outstanding reason she's not actually 20 or she's not actually 14 she's actually hundreds of years old or maybe she's 90 right like this is a this is a character trait that you will see very frequently in in anime sometimes used uh to even creepier effect than it is here well that's the Um, second time this season that that's been used if I'm right. remembering correctly. Yeah. It's an anime. With my favorite villain, it... the kid. <laughs> he Yes. 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 And then he just deteriorates. Oh, yeah. So awesome. at the end. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> so Whitney Haggis Matsumoto. I'm calling him Wanda. This is <laughs> I'm calling this it feels Haggis, like are you kidding me? They went, Haggis. Yeah. It, it feels like they succeeded where Firefly may have misstepped. Right. So instead of just saying, oh, yeah, the cultures are mixed and it's uh, it's totally fine. But then having all white people, <laughs> they were like, let's give this Japanese guy a, a name that's pretty specifically Anglo-Saxon and Japanese. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they animated him with a, a skin tone that wasn't like blindingly white. Um, Callie, don't cough so loud. OK, we're going to get to that. Um, <laughs> so the. <laughs> The first note that I actually wrote besides the Star Trek thing um, was for Josh. And then the second note that I wrote was for Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. So the first note was, see, Josh, Ed's stomach is impervious. And then the second note that I wrote was, Ricky D, even beautiful people make dumb faces when they're asleep. And I really appreciated that true-to-life detail with Faye when she's on the couch in the bebop and she's clearly, like, she's not asleep, right? She's passed out. And... Her face is just like, ah, like full on hanging open. Like, I just, I love that little tiny detail where it's like, 
yes, she spends a lot of time on how she looks, but there are moments when even she is like, I don't have the time or the energy. I don't care. I'm just going <laughs> to melt onto this couch. Um, but uh, I guess what I would what I would ask here is, do you guys, Pixie in particular, do you have any issue with the old-fashioned, like, having a character tell their story to an animal uh, thing? No. Where it's like... I talk to myself all the time. I talk to my my dogs. Because uh, you kind of almost assume that, that the dog, you know, Ian, he's kind of this, he has his own personality. He's doing his own thing. And you, you kind of picture him kind of, talking back as as all of our pets in our minds sort of do so it's it's perfect i i like it because she's she probably doesn't have anybody else to she only complains to guys you know it, it's it's so hard being beautiful but the one person i can talk to is the dog <laughs> i like how the dog yawns too like yes. no i yeah, really like, oh, i really don't want to hear your story but you're gonna tell me huh okay here we go <laughs> Ricky D from from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Did this soften you on Faye at all? I know that you and Josh in particular were kind of like getting spiky with Faye because you're like, you know, she's mean, she's kind of being heavy handed and stuff. But like, I mean, in this moment, she I think she really does connect with Ein to Pixie's point. Like, I, I feel like this is the first moment where she actually, I mean, she still complained at him a little bit first, but then she was like, you know what? Screw it. Like. Did this soften you at all on her? Or were you still like, no, she's using Ayn now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think she's using Ayn until Ayn presents himself as useful. Mm. Uh, I think it was just, I think it was probably just kind of a storyline thing and maybe a loneliness thing and all kinds of that. I'll, it just, it didn't quite strike me as a, a deep character point for her. I don't think she'd be doing that a lot. Right. And that's kind of why I had asked you guys about it because I don't have I don't currently have a pet like I grew up with pets um but in the situation where we're in with the child and the uh semi elderly mother-in-law etc it's like I don't want to add mm-hmm. some responsibility to everyone's day but mine because I'll be at work all day so that would really just and be like here's some chores see you later I um, talk to my dog <laughs> in the sense that I'm like oh it's good seeing you it's been a long day I miss you Let's go play fetch. But I don't go and say, man, I had the worst day at work today. I had to do this. I had to do that. I had that kind of talking. I don't really do to my dog. You know what we do? Yeah. uh, (laughs) yeah. It's actually pretty awesome. We like, um, we talk to the cats about each other. So I'll be like, wow, dad's mad at me. Or, you know, like, like, well, if mom wasn't such a jerk, <laughs> it's like we're talking to the cats about <laughs> each other. So, yeah, we talk to the cats all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have very vocal dogs, so they talk back all of the time. It doesn't matter. They're like, you want to go outside? They're like, oh, fudge, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, run you over the. Oh, they, they almost know when you're going to say something especially the little one like she's got these big ears and she's very expressive i'm like no no you can't have that <laughs> she's she's 40 percent ear uh yeah so yeah. our friend kelly in the live chat says i have a cat and a tortoise so they make it their life mission to ignore me unless i give them food <laughs> so just most uh, animals i feel like uh rona says not all tortoises are like that um <laughs> so 
It sounds like maybe she's saying that's your fault. I don't, that's, <laughs> and it that sounds like Rona happened. might have a tortoise named Troy. Troy is very attentive. I, hmm. I, that's a good name for a tortoise. I, I, mean, I, I agree. So. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, I, I like that a lot actually. Well, I mean our cat's go... names are Alan and Trev, yeah. so yeah. Right. But you can't you can't if you have a tortoise, you can't name it Tom, right? That's too easy. And you can't yeah. I mean you could name it Tim. I think Tim would be funny, but Tom is, is too easy. But Troy, I like Troy for the name I would of I would name uh, my turtle Seth. <laughs> oh, because so, there's a Bring Me the Horizon song called Sempaternal. And Sempaternal. I, I always hear when he screams, this is Sempaternal, I just hear, this is Seth the Turtle, and I just want okay. someone to hold up a turtle. <laughs> Josh, I don't know if you have like an air horn or like a flashing screen effect or something that you can do, but I know the song that you're talking about, and I like that song. I don't know if this has ever happened before, that Josh and I have agreed on a, on a song. I, probably not. Um, but this is a, this is a moment. Um, I looked up what sempiternal means because I was like, oh, that's a really cool word. And it just means eternal. It's just mm. like uh, eternal with extra steps. But yeah. it, it, it is a cool <laughs> word. I, and that's why Seth should... the turtle is so much better. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying it's a very clever name and I applaud you. And I understood that reference. So that, <laughs> yes. that's the part that surprised me. So we're excited about uh, all of those things. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a red letter day here at SBI, folks. Um so, uh, Bacchus, this character, Bacchus, the doctor, Dacus Bacchus, right? Um, he was fun in, in like a, mm -hmm. what did they tell the voice actor? Like, dude, just do whatever you want. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever you think a crazy doctor would be, be that guy. Like, he had almost no structure, I felt like. And it somehow worked out. Like it felt like that guy was almost improvising his lines. Ricky D, did you have a point to that? No, I did not. Oh, I thought sorry, I, I, I'm just I, shifting. No, you're good. I thought I saw you raise your hand and I was like, see, here's the thing that I do. I talk and sometimes I don't look at anything. So it it's <laughs> it will happen. Um, but yeah, this doctor character I, I mean, he did a great job of immediately with basically just his voice. I mean, they drew his face untrustworthy, right? Like he had a very leering glance and like a creepy smile and everything. But he did a good job of making himself feel untrustworthy, I felt. Um, definitely some parallels here, though, right? With Firefly, you've got the girl in a box. This is repeated across uh, media and movies and books and comic books all over the place. I was telling the group chat, I, I watched a couple episodes of Outlaw Star and it starts with a girl all folded up just like River. Um, but what this makes me wonder is, Josh, did you, do you remember, uh, I think it was the first episode that we met Faye. Do you remember what the guy uh, that has her captive says to her about Poker Alice? No, I'm not gonna lie. So he to you. says, "No, you're good." No, it was like two lines. He says something about, uh, "Oh, so Poker Alice, you're back in the system, right?" And she goes, "You know, if Poker Alice were alive, she'd be over two hundred years old by now." So, oh. funny little thing, right? That's fun. She's huh. she's not quite two hundred, but she's getting up there in in days. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, just interesting little tie back and I, I what i found myself doing is <laughs> i i feel like i'm uh 
going through looking for all the little pieces of serialization so I can be like, look, Josh, they knew it the I whole time. It. Yeah, like the whole story was planned. It's a, it, they meant to do everything. Like, so I, I, I have a feeling that Josh's rating for the this episode overall may not be ridiculously high, and I'll leave that at that. Um, You're probably but right. I do want to bring out. So Sinisera asks, "Did anyone catch the voice? Are you talking about the voice of the Doctor Bacchus, Doctor Bacchus? Because the voice of Doctor Bacchus in the American version is played by Peter Spellos, who does a lot of awesomeness. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Bleach. Well, uh, a lot of things that we've Digimon, mentioned, like yeah, there's the Outlaw show. Star. Yeah, Naruto. Trigun. Um, but was he? The one at the was bottom. Was he Batu in Ghost in the Shell? He was Nimi. Nimi? No. Nimi. Um, but one of them on here, he just plays like a bartender, but it's, it's a, a called Wolf's Rain. And I remember Wolf's Rain used to be on right after Cowboy Bebop on Adult Swim every night. Mm. So I'm like, oh. oh very nice. I did end up writing Doctor's Voice Sounds Like H. John Benjamin. I didn't <laughs> think it was actually him, but I was definitely getting those vibes. I mean, he's he's definitely been around. That's for sure. Could you guys imagine if they just put H. John Benjamin in this anime for no reason? <laughs> it's just like he was. Hey, this guy was Elmo and married ship. with children. Whoa! That's, what? That's oh, funny. I was like Elmo, but then you said married with children. Elmo. La 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 la. Yeah. That's, that's so, amazing. I'm. We might be jumping ahead a little bit here, but I'm not quite sure. Go ahead. Uh, there was that point where they were acting, asking Faye about her memories. And she goes, I have perfect memories. That's a television. That's a uh, teapot. And that's a cell phone. And I was I was with her until the cell phone. When she pointed at the cell phone and said, that's a cell phone, I'm like, that's an anal probe. Well, I, I <laughs> was thinking absolutely that, an anal it, probe. It looked like an electric toothbrush was my first Thank thought. You. But yeah. then I was like, Thank yeah, you, that's had a... Is that an adult toy? I mean, <laughs> I was. There's so many questions. <laughs> it was. It was thusly shaped. Like, we can't. We can't pretend it wasn't. Um, and then he launched it into her mouth. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's a um, thermometer. If you, <laughs> it's a rectal thermometer. Wow. Anywho. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Pixie. I'm so glad you came back. I bet you are too. Um, if you if you are listening in the podcast version, go follow our friend Sinisera on Twitter. He put up a picture of his cat Kaylee, who I'm pretty comfortable assuming is named after K. Winnet Lee Fry of Firefly fame. My best. Um, All I'm seeing is John Cena. Yeah. Which John. is, I mean, just as cool. <laughs> looks exactly like Jim Varney. Uh, oh, yes. John Cena looks like yoked Jim Varney. I saw that on Twitter as well. Um, <laughs> so, back to, back to Cowboy Bebop, you guys. We have to, we have to talk about Cowboy Bebop. Um, so, I, I did notice, though, in that scene, Ricky, I, I hadn't seen this episode for probably 10 years. So, I started writing... Um, Oh wow! It's crazy how close they got to an actual electric toothbrush. They just thought it would be a cell phone. Like I'm impressed that that design is that close. And then he's like, "No, it's this, this, and this." I was like, "Oh, I'm Faye. I'm an idiot." <laughs> so I deleted that note, but I shared it with you all anyway because um, I feel like I have to edit my thoughts, or Ricky D will point out that I had them. So <laughs> only if I have an opportunity. <laughs> Uh, but I, but to your point though, yeah, it was like, oh, she's got everything 
going on here? Oh, she's so cute. Oh, what a beauty queen. I'm pretty sure that is a Firefly Loot Crate box. Oh, nice. That if if it fits, the kitty sits. Mm -hmm. And hence. I love it. Because Loot Crate, they ship everything in a reversible (laughs) box. And you can reverse the box. I've got like a companion cube box that came with a bunch of junk in it. And I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Nice. I can dig it. Um, if if you listen to the audio version of this podcast and you listen all the way through the end credit read, sometimes you'll know we put in a little audio Easter egg. And um, this week it'll probably be going enhance, and then Josh going, I I can't <laughs> because that was emblematic of our show, my friends. Like we are an indie podcast. We I are, can't do it, Captain. Yeah, we are just friends <laughs> sitting around talking about a TV show, and sometimes this is how it gets made. And and I could not be happier because we are having just so much fun. In case you can't tell, which I think you can tell, um, Sinisera says that picture of his cat actually made it into the Loot Crate magazine. So good oh, call, Ricky D from Best Flicks with. <sighs> Ricky D. Beautiful. Cat, now, sure. um, I do have a question here, uh, Josh and or Kylie, since you're all in the same window there. Uh, did you notice how softly Faye speaks in all her flashbacks? She has a totally different demeanor the first time that we meet her chronologically. She just seems so confused as to what's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what. She, she was just kind of like, you know, I I feel like I would probably. Be a little bit softer if I woke up from a fifty-year cryogenic sleep. She's also kind of being held prisoner by that doctor character. Right. She doesn't know it. She thinks she's having the time of her life, but he's really in control of everything. Yeah. Uh, mm. I would. Go on, Pixie. I was gonna say I think that it's kind of she's twenty. Something happened to her. She got put into cryogenics, so she hasn't been slighted yet and this is the first time anything's ever really like hit her she hasn't gotten to the gambling she hasn't gotten to all of these these things that make her you know who she is she's still naive and this is the yeah this is the first time we get a a sort of see like her background character and everybody's like ah is it really is it a true story or is she just bullshitting us you know it, but these are her flashbacks that she's telling to the dog. So she's not really she's not really telling, you know, somebody else like Spike what's going on. She's telling the dog. And then all of a sudden they capture this guy and she's like, oh, now I need to know what's going on. Yeah. And Sorry. I feel like it's <laughs> it's probably more legit that she's actually talking to the dog, too. You know, I mean, it, <laughs> I feel like if you're going to talk to an animal like that and and give a really good story, you're probably not going to lie about something like that, right? That's that's a pretty that's a pretty big thing to to tell a creature that is alive but can't report back to anybody or tell anyone right. your story. So well, like that's she just had to get off her chest. That's why I asked because I'm I'm the I I wrote down and I appreciate you guys clarifying because I wrote down do we think that she actually used to be that naive and and soft-spoken, or do we think she's an unreliable narrator of her own flashbacks? <laughs> uh, uh, based on how Spike came out of the bathroom or wherever he was coming out of, <laughs> I think she might be an unreliable narrator. I, 
at, but she did seem genuinely caught off guard. Like she seemed to not actually know he was in there. Now, had she known that he was in there, I feel like when he walked out, he would have been like, really? And she would have been like, no, honey, you were in there the whole time. Like, I, I just, I feel like that's kind of how Faye, oh, hello to Phil in the chat. Hello, what Phil. What up, Phil? Phil says, yes, Ayn isn't going to spill her secrets, which is a pretty good point. And we think that that's most of the reason that she spoke to the dog instead of the crew. So to kind of clarify, I don't think, I think she believes her story entirely, but right. her beliefs <laughs> might be exaggerated. Or skewed, you know. Skewed, sure, yeah. sure. Right. She might have she might have been remembering certain things in a flashback. Like, you know, if we experience trauma, we think of things in a different kind mm-hmm. of way. Yep. I mean, you just you just woke up from cryo, you got this creepy weird doctor staring at your boobs. I mean, there's all kinds of things <laughs> yeah. kinda going on. That camera boob like, angle was kind of intense. It was he was like in those boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's an every episode event though something getting into Faye's boobs. Yeah, it's not some other boobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is to that point, Josh. This is one of the few times that we see her not in a hundred percent control of her own body. Like she's she's in restraints. She's uh, physically naked, right? Which is like uh, a metaphor nice. for being defenseless. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's like there's there's a lot. <laughs> layered into that just that scene but like i <laughs> i'm generally good like i can make it through i can go just fine until i look at the camera and i see josh is just dead like josh cannot hold his water like oh as it, like it, it takes oh. one little prick from the from the ricky d well-timed joke bal- joke balloon needle and josh is gone like he, like, and I'm, I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that we're talking about nudity as a metaphor for defenselessness. And Ricky D, you said, nice. <laughs> Josh, Josh still has not begun to breathe, but we will get there. <laughs> Phil, no worries for being late, man. Everybody has a real life that they have to get through. And if part of your real life is joining us for this Cowboy Bebop discussion, I'm just happy to have you here. I don't care what part of the show you show up for, how long you stay. Hello, and we love you, Phil. And we can't wait to get you back, which we are gonna do. Now, uh, we can we can yeah, really feel in this in this series of oh my god, you guys look, Josh is alive. He oh. lived. He's he's recovering, but he's alive. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. So we get this nice. this scene where <laughs> Faye is in the car, right, and she is like just pure, definite relaxation. We can see that this is. A hundred percent. The last time that Faye has let herself be uh, truly, fully happy with her circumstances, right? And even in this moment, she's definitely guarded, but she will eventually let it down enough to experience this moment. We know when they're riding in the car, right? And she's just letting the wind blow through her hair, and then, and then of course, you know, the bounty hunters show up, et cetera, et cetera. But you do get the sh- the feeling that this is the last time she felt uh, safe enough to be happy. Um, <clears throat> Kylie, what did you think about um, Mr. Haggis getting a fat implant? Is that progressive or is that still kind of making fun of fat people? Um, 
It's definitely bizarre. I was a little bit caught <laughs> off guard. I didn't realize he got a fat in. I must have missed that part because I just assumed <laughs> yeah, it was the like. armpit. Yeah. Yeah, he was talking about how he got it through the armpit. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Um, what a weird thing to do. I mean, to each his own, man. Although I, I would take it. I would probably take that a little bit. A little bit of a What's fat the... implant. You guys, can you help me out with a vocabulary word? What is the opposite of suction? Injection. So lipo injection. Injection. Lipo injection. Injection. It's like. (laughs) So it only takes. Uh, How did that go? Years. (laughs) (laughs) So within fifty years, we will have perfected liposuction well enough to where we can just flip a switch and go the other way. (laughs) So. You're like, oh, too much. Too much. Or just from one person to another. Just Just like this. Yeah. Yeah. Armpit to armpit. That will be. Can you guys imagine how happy couples will be when they can like physically share the burden of body weight? (laughs) Or do you think it will cause more fights? I don't know. Um, Here, you take some of this baby weight. (laughs) Take some of the load. Oh, Josh. Josh totally just nailed it. That is a hundred percent how that will play out. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's yeah. Yep. Take some of this baby weight and wear it to work for six months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the I feel like this is the most obviously right. This is the most relatable. Faye has been all series up to this point. Right, it's it's the it's the deepest dive that we've got into who she is and why she is that the way she is, and this is the most relatable that she has been. All she wants to know is who she is, right? Which is just a metaphor for turning twenty or twenty-one, right? Like you're you're going, you know, she comes out of cryo sleep at that same age, but really, all that happened to her is she just turned twenty, and the world is entirely different. That just happens to everybody when you turn 20-ish, 21-ish, depending on when you strike out on your own. The world is suddenly entirely different than it was because you're not living with your folks anymore. You don't have the safety net or you have a different dynamic with the safety net or, you know, whatever it is. The first time you strike out on your own is terrifying. And by design, you will be naive, just like Faye was. So I feel like that's where her relatability comes from here because she just wants to know who she is. And that's something that everybody has to figure out. It's just that most people don't have like a 50-year gap to uh, to roll into that. Or uh, what did they say? 37 years of interest on her debt? Something like... Uh, the money was crazy on that. Uh, like yeah. at, in the beginning... That? In the beginning, it was like 30 mil to freeze her. I was like. So the uh, total was 328, 300 million, 28,000 Wulongs, accounting for 78 years of interest. And that was before she acquired the uh the lawyer's debt and right. you know had other bounties oh. placed on her head so she and starts off in the hole by that much go ahead ricky d and how horrifying was that debt reclamation drone like oh, they've gosh. got a giant drone trying to hunt people down and collect their debt which makes me think oh. the like the show big shots that's in cowboy bebop they probably send bounty oh. hunters after people with medical debt which is insane but- but they That's weren't the... going after her for her medical debt. They were going after him for his medical debt, for his. Um, it... So, so that yeah, so that guy yeah. was separately on the run. Right. But she had so basically like 
if you if you had to just use this episode to suss it all out, right? You could go, okay, so Faye's parents were probably rich, and the Earth Gate exploded, and they went save our little girl, and they put her in a in a freeze box, and then the guy went, oh, those people are rich. I am gonna jack this price up. I'm gonna pull from their account as soon as she wakes up, and then you know, over the course of seventy eight years, something something, no money. Um, but it. it I mean, yeah, it's it's possible because I feel like they were both separately on the run, right? But yeah, but I her... I don't think she was at the point where they were chasing her down for her money. No, no, no. They had yeah, they had I her. Think they... they had her. Yeah, in the they hospital. had her already. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he was. It was really just a way for him to add his debt to hers, <laughs> like, and that's you know obviously why she got so upset. Um, Phil says, "Ma." Mom's got a freeze box dad and never sleeps at night. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate you more than I can it tell goes you. In and out that's, and in and out. That's 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 well played. Of understanding this reference. It's okay. It's a who song. Some of the oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. That's why I don't understand it. It's okay. Don't don't be mad at him. He's got a lot of podcasts to make. So uh we are getting not uh, we don't always go chronologically right we just talk about the episodes and whatever we hit we hit do you guys feel like i've skipped over anything up to the point where let's say uh oh where they're chasing each other in the jump craft so both so she has now she takes this guy hostage and she fires a couple bullets at Jet and Spike, and then she gets out into the space. Before we get to that spot, is there anything that you guys feel like I skipped over that you want to talk about? Let's start with Kylie, and then we'll go Josh, and then we'll go Pixie, and then Ricky. Um, I do not. No. Joshua. Joshua. Um, I feel like we forgot to talk about how Ed stole the show again. <laughs> yeah, he did. Steals the show. Every episode. She, like, just the biting into the fish and the, I don't know, how she, she was floating in the gravity, the anti-gravity room was really cool mm-hmm. my shot like, of the show was, has ed my like, shot of the is, show has ed too <laughs> huh. yeah 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 i love I it. that that's all i had was ed was great in both of these episodes i feel like even just how how little she was in it yeah uh hello to midnight cartoon he says uh hiya sorry i'm a bit late but i made it again no worries about being late. We just appreciate you being here. Every single person that joins us in the live chat, we basically call out by name and say hello to. And I know the people that are listening on the podcast version already know that. So if you have a problem with that, then join the live chat and you can get on it too. You can do that by going Friday, to youtube.com slash twistmyarmpodcast. Or you can go to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash livestream. Live streams? Is it S or live stream? Live streams. With an S. Live streams. My hero, Rosie, is here too. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we have a full house here at SBI. (laughs) And we haven't even finished talking about the first episode yet. We're not even an hour into the show. Thank you so much to our wonderful supportive family for being here. We love you guys. Now, uh, oh, Josh, did you have anything to cover? I don't remember if you'd answer that before we had everybody show up. I did. Oh, uh, we talked about Ed. Ed being yeah. wonderful. No, that was it. <laughs> I did. I really loved it. the shot of her just floating behind Jet. Like she, all she puts one hand on his shoulder and just uses him as a gravity anchor. I, I love that. It, it's it's so teddy bear and so fatherly, but he's <laughs> yeah. he's just 
she's treating him like an object and he's sort of reacting like an object. Like I, I love their <laughs> relationship a lot. Um, Pixie, is there anything that has happened up to this point in the episode that you feel like you haven't gotten a chance to talk about that you would like to talk yes. about? Yes. <laughs> Two <Go> things. <laughs> Do it. Um, I liked it when Spike said to her after she, after he came out of the bathroom, he's like, your story needs editing. I thought that was funny that he's all like, <laughs> it, it droned on a little bit. You could have, uh, Spiced it up a little bit for the dog, you know. You could have thrown <laughs> yeah. something. Something was missing. I don't. I don't know. It. It. It almost doesn't feel believable. Oh, I want to say hi to Minty, which is one of my friends. Sounds creepy. Yeah, she is fantastic. So. Hello. <laughs> yes, at sounds uh, creepy this... on Twitter. They have also, I believe, they have been in our big it... shouts for the bounty hunters before, if I'm not mistaken. She does. She's doing her own podcast, and she does Twitter Spaces, um, she, where she talks about creepy stuff, and it's pretty awesome. Very cool. Nice. Uh, you said you had two things you wanted to discuss. I had another thing. What was it? Let me see. Oh, um, I liked the scene. Like before they get in, get into the this car chase from uh, the bounty hunters trying to like go after them, where she's like she's wearing a dress, she's smiling, they're dancing. It it seems very intimate, almost like he's sort of you. You think it the the episode's gonna go way one way, and then there's like each episode has like twists and turns and things that you you know the things don't really seem like that's what's going to be. Yeah. And I, I like that. I like that. They did a good job of conveying that sense of unease that Faye kind of had, like where she was willing to trust, right? She's a little naive, like we we're saying, but she also is kind of like something is off. I don't know what it is. Like you could see that she was guarded for the most part, but yeah, definitely. I personally in that scene, I was like, okay, this is a little creepy. It's a little close to like, grooming behavior but like i totally understand where they're coming from as far as like they're definitely about to establish that Faye can take care of herself she has all the agency in the world she's plenty badass for her own sake and everything's gonna be fine uh it'll just be it'll be rough right because it's the future and now you've got this huge debt that you have to pay off so uh yes i'm very glad that we brought that up um i i do also wonder um to um, is that Mid Midnight Cartoon in the chat? To your point of Ed being in the Netflix show, uh, I I would imagine they can't cut any characters from this ensemble. I I, I feel yeah, like if they did, tight. it would be it would be basically impossible. Um, and Ed's a very progressive character. Yeah, yeah, he'd she'd work in, out great right now. Now, actually, so I... to the point of the live show, I have a question because if you watch this episode and you think about it, they could. They could conceivably start the live series with this episode because yeah. you would it puts the viewer sure. directly into the right mindset because we're feeling like Faye is feeling now. We're like, what is going on? And then some crazy stuff happens, and we're like, I, I feel like I've been left behind. And then there are some bounty hunters, and they're very cool, and there's a new ship, and we're like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do this. Like, you could almost use it as an entry point and give you like a uh, an audience avatar, right? I really hope that they don't. I personally, I hope that the plan is to like remake every episode almost shot for shot. Like I, I know that that would be lazy and um, 
not inspired, etc. And that's not what they're going to do. And it's not what I really want. But if they did, I wouldn't be mad is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, I did see on Twitter today that apparently it's going to be more than one season, though. So I don't know if it's like, you know, six episodes per season or what. I don't have all the details, but I did see that. And I was, yeah, just to milk it dry. I would be totally fine with that. So, um, uh, Ricky D, I will ask you the same question that I asked everybody else. Is there anything that you feel like you got to take, you got to talk about before we get to the space chase? Uh, the rest of my notes are pretty much about the shot of the show. So I will hold them until then. Thank you, sir. So we get to this space chase and she basically like packs this guy into her cockpit, which is not designed for two people. Like she's definitely got some elbows going to get him in there. And then she just leaves the ship. I mean, well, they, they try to stop her and she, she fires a couple rounds at him. Now they're definitely warning shots, right? Faye is not shooting to kill. She's just trying to make a point and uh, you know, with bullets. And so then we finally get what I have been waiting for kind of since we started this, which is the Faye versus Spike mm-hmm. like dogfight, right? It's it's just so much fun. It's it's so well animated. The sense of motion there and the sense of speed and I just I love the look of that dogfight. And um I'm just gonna digress a tiny little bit right here, really quick. Uh, a couple weeks back, probably three, four weeks at this point. My lovely, wonderful anime veteran experience co-host Kylie had mentioned that she felt that Avatar The Last Airbender was definitively better animated than Cowboy Bebop. And I brought it up on the last episode and she said, no, I remember saying that, but, but you know, I think what I meant was it was a little more modern, this, that, and the other thing. So she's not saying that it's better. But because I like to be diligent, I watched the first two episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender just so that I could give my real, actual, factual opinion. I actually live tweeted the whole thing. I think I called it my Avatar The Last Airbender Sudden Spite Watch Live Tweet Extravaganza. <laughs> and I love it. It, <laughs> it, was a fun, it was a fun show, Kylie. It was a fun show. Uh, there is nothing about it that would lead me close to saying that it is better animated than Cowboy Bebop. And again, I know that you walked that okay. back a little bit and had talked about how maybe it was just a little more modern. And I agree with you. The animation technique is definitely more modern. Um, I also had a little bit of an argument with Cameron on Twitter from Greenshirt. He said that, you know, maybe Cowboy Bebop is better drawn, but as far as better animated, and I have trouble separating what he even means by that, because if it's better drawn, then like, anyways, it's a very small thing. And I just wanted everybody to know that I'm not just talking to talk. It's the technology of the animation and the drawings. It's the way that the stuff is, the way that it looks. looks. So Cowboy Bebop looks very, very 90s, and Mm -hmm. Avatar The Last Airbender looks very, very early 2000s, which had upgrades in the technology that made it look crisper, that made it, you know, I would like to step in and thank thank Jesse and back him up. Avatar, very childish and poorly drawn. 
It's, so Ricky's gone from the show. No. <laughs> He's been booted. No, okay. So to to, to Ricky's point, I, I picked out. I remember when he out, said some similar stuff about anime in general. I picked it. No, he's making tons of progress. He's growing. It's he's blossoming. Whatever whatever verb you want to use. Um, he's watching the sequel trilogy of Star Wars right now. But, it's amazing. That's why he's he's like I can only he's put growing. up with, with one. Anyways, uh, the. I did write down a couple of moments while I was watching those two episodes where I was like, okay, this is an active, demonstrable moment of low quality, but I think it's not a quality thing. I think it is a preference thing and it is a tone thing. The tone of Avatar is much more- Childish. Um, childish oh and- It's, it's no, not... light and, and airy, if you will. Right. Um, but childish comparatively uh, is a fair word. colors. Compared to yeah. Cowboy Bebop, childish is a fair word, I think, because nobody, I assume, in Avatar is getting shot in the head at point blank range or like, you know, having their arm blown off by a sniper rifle, spoiler alert. Just, I, well, the toning, to that point the toning is, is different I, and that the two shows I are trying usually, to do different things. Go ahead, Kylie. I'm sorry. I apologize. Right. Sorry, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I sorry. I do prefer the kinds of things where it's, um, you know, maybe more graphic. You know, it's a little bit more interesting to me usually. But I think that maybe it speaks to the awesomeness of the show that it is, you know, PG and it is still so dang awesome. I do have a soft spot as well because it is the Dave Filoni exclusive. It was the first thing that Dave Filoni was ever on was Avatar The Last Airbender. And that's what sparked his Star yep. Wars career. So I, I have to have a little bit of a respect for that show because he did have a big part in it. So it's just... And it's like I said, the only reason I watched it is so that I could make an, I could make informed statements so that when you know that I'm giving you opinions like, yes, it was fun no, I'm not like, oh, I have to know what happens next, that I'm, that I, it's coming from a place of having tried it. Uh, that doesn't mean that I'm like, I'm never going to watch it again. It, it's just, there wasn't anything about it where I was like, oh, I can clearly see why everybody loves this. I was like, eh, everybody probably likes it because it gets good. I, I don't know. It, the, the setup it, for me wasn't super intriguing. It might be intriguing. one of those things. It does get better. I think that um, the second season is definitely like the one that makes you fall in love, but... This is the perfect thing to watch with your daughter when she right. does become that age. And as a Star Trek fan, I don't hold uh, needing to get to season two to be good against any show. I really don't. So It feels like Pixie wants to yell at us. No, you can't, you can't compare the two. One is Agreed. a gritty, darker space. The other one's for Western, children. And the other one oh is God. this... <laughs> Is this more, uplifting? Yeah, uplifting. You know, it's got a different feel to it. They both have like their their triumphs and you know the hero's journey. And it you you can't compare the two. They're both made in different. You know, one's made in the eighties. What? Yeah, one's made in two thousand. Yeah, it's not the same. We can I, both. I enjoy love oranges. Both different shows and. But you can't compare them to each other because they're just not, it's not the same. You can compare Cowboy Bebop to Firefly because yeah. it's in sort of the same genre, but you, it's not. <laughs> I'd like I would to like thank to, everybody for upholding my critique. And I would like to <laughs> thank Pixie from next on stage one for being the adult in the room. I deeply appreciate that. <laughs> I'm yes. not the adult appreciate in the room. it. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> 
Well, and I love while we're fighting about this, our people in the chat are talking about corgis for like the last 15 minutes. Right. It's great. The Queen of England has corgis, et cetera, et cetera. So, okay, guys, let's bring it all back. Come on, let's do this. We can do this. We can talk about Cowboy Bebop. All Faye wants to know is who she is. Uh, this, that, and the other thing. Oh, uh, weird, weird quote uh, from the doctor when he's closing in on her that threw me big time for a couple of uh well probably like a minute because then they kind of clarified but he goes only people who are born start asking those questions when they get to about that age and i was like whoa is the doctor implying that he created her 100 percent artificially and she's not a real human and then you find out like in the next sentence that no he's like totally bsing and he has no idea what her past is just like everybody else has no idea what her past is rosie agrees with pixie that's a pretty good sign that pixie is correct because rosie doesn't agree <laughs> with just anybody and and yes that is a very fair point um but it wouldn't be a fun show if we didn't fight with each other about stuff like that so uh only <laughs> so i was i was a little thrown but i was glad they immediately clarified because i was like man did i forget well, more of this show than i thought i did like <laughs> so one of the um taglines that happened is women don't work on reason Thank you, Rosie. Thank you for agreeing. Because we don't work on reason. Uh... <laughs> and of course, we get... Now, here's the thing. Here's a question I have specifically for my friend Josh. Did this upset you? Did the scene where she's in the cockpit with Haggis, and he goes, do you really want to know about your past? And she goes, yes. And he goes, are you sure? And she goes, yes. And he goes, okay, because once you know... There's no going back. She's like, okay, tell me. Did it upset you that his next line was, I don't actually know either. Nobody does. It was... <laughs> uh, no, as a Star Wars fan, I'm very used to that. Kind of <laughs> so I thought it was funny. It uh, it was fine. It was fine with me. That's awesome. Uh, I, I was just, I mean... I had messaged uh, our, our listener Callie D. Space battles. Yeah, I had messaged our listener Callie D. I was like, I hope Josh doesn't get mad that there seemed to be dangling this like big piece of like world building and serialization in front of him, and then go, actually, it doesn't exist. <laughs> so I feel like as Ricky D has grown to love anime, perhaps you have grown to love a slightly more episodic nature of television. Is that possibly fair? I'm not saying you only uh, yeah, watch it I now. Mean... Just. Kind of, I feel like I, I missed some key elements of this show, though, and I think it's because it was a Faye-centric episode. Mm. Um, I just don't like her. Yeah. So I just, I couldn't, I couldn't care that much about her backstory. You know what I mean? Like, when they were getting in that discussion, I was like, no, 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 more space battle. <laughs> like, I don't. I, I don't care. The dog fight <laughs> is, I, and they're both so good. And, and and Spike just has so many good one-liners ready to go at any given moment. So, yeah. all right. And I, I will say the next the episode after this that we are about to review, I liked a lot more because I'm more invested in the character of Jet, and I was more intrigued to see his backstory than I was to see, you know, Faye's backstory. Well, and to be fair, like Faye's backstory episode is kind of a flashback. Um, Jet's backstory episode is Con Air in space. Like, yes, <laughs> you cannot yes. put two bangers together. You gotta like, it's yeah. gotta be a low episode. Like, it's gotta be a high episode. You gotta. No, I want bangers <laughs> all day. <laughs> no bangers all day. You get you get little snippets here, little snippets there. 
Like her her ep- that episode was very Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Like, um, the pacing yeah. was was slower, and it was, it, was um, it wasn't it wasn't slow. It was slower than a normal episode. But so, if you guys don't have they any had other their action or it had its action, but... yeah. If you uh, if you folks don't have any other notes from the first episode, then uh, let's have Kylie give the synopsis for our second. Oh, Ricky D from Best Yeah, Ricky I D, actually go ahead. had a nice little synopsis or a nice little segue into the next episode oh uh, did anybody it. watch the little preview at the end of the uh episode at the end of my funny oh, valentine yes that I... was hilarious he, it was like jet doing a voiceover and he's like all right this next episode this one's for the men no yeah. little girls <laughs> no women watching this is a show about men for men so little girls women step aside he this is a he, show for the men and he actually even <laughs> adds he goes Maybe even you young guys shouldn't watch this. Yeah, like, that's right. Like, <laughs> only old men should watch this next. He says uh, this next episode is pretty depressing, like really depressing. Like, yeah, yeah. I it really was like they were talking he's... to Josh. They're like, this one's Yeah. Little emo kid. I like that. I like that he says that, and then this is the first time, I believe it's the first time that we see the parental advisory warning before an episode. I didn't even notice. Yes, I um, I wrote that down, actually, because my yeah, guess yeah. is that it was, uh, there was a lot of head injuries in this episode, right? I mean, that's got to be the deal, because I, I guess. I don't know. Did we did we get that in the, the Sympathy for the Devil episode? Were they I'm not positive? Were they yeah, shot the? No, they actually didn't show that. Remember? Oh no, but I mean on in America. I mean on Hulu because on Hulu is where we got the viewer oh, discretion advice. I'm looking right okay. now. Yeah, <laughs> but they, I, yeah, that actually I immediately kind of set up and was like, oh right, I forgot that Bebop did that sometimes. And actually, to your point, Josh, <clears throat> Pixie sent me one of her initial picks was uh, she had thought that the first line from Udai was him swearing about the. Uh, the devil being charmed and i actually thought exactly the same thing so i had to turn on the subtitles and he says the ship with a p the ship that charmed the devil and i was That's like what I have, the ship that... oh i it must have been an auto correct <laughs> on my phone my... but i have the ship that charmed the devil <laughs> my phone auto corrects in the other direction pixie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there is no parental advisory before the Sympathy for the Devil episode. Wow. Oh, That's intense. But I mean, there's, well, and so the other thing that it could be is specifically in this episode, as we have talked about before on Sudden But Inevitable Rebop, there's a lot of smoking in this episode. And there's a lot of discussion about smoking. And there's people going, man, I love smoking. And like, mm-hmm. you know what? Even if it, physically literally kills me in this instance i'm gonna smoke so i could see where maybe that had something to do with that um especially because this this one was aired in the states right right so that that could be i mean because i feel like they're taking they're just taking the like on hulu and stuff it's like they take the the original airing and take the commercials out and just put it together you know and put it on there so so they would have that parental advisory that they first showed you know back when they aired it right i would assume i'm just you know does assuming things do you really quickly uh just to help out the live chat does, does any of you guys know if the queen um of england gives out autographs 
because she does. We have no, some... but I I have learned so much about the queen by <laughs> reading this chat. Um, I'm not going to say my last name, but I did find out recently that it is Scottish slash Welsh. And that's where all my family comes from. So, so I'm Scottish, guys. Very cool. <laughs> I found out that since I eat uh, hot dogs on white bread, I might be Polish. <laughs> <laughs> I think Josh may have been the victim of a Polish punchline <laughs> twice. Uh, maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, I think I think ours is uh, Norwegian German uh, uh, Scottish. Uh, one of one of my like second or third cousins on my mother's side did a big family tree thing where they traced us back to like one valley in Norway or something and I, okay. on that okay. particular side. Uh, I think my um, I, father's side is all from Tennessee or something. I don't know. <laughs> to be complete, to be completely real, I'm like part German and part Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a Puerto Rican, <laughs> uh, to be specific. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell um, Callie I am what there's hyphenated, um, but I'm one of the uh, hyphenated McLeods. Oh, oh McLeod's not my last name, but did you? She'll know. She'll know what the hyphenated know McLeods are. That Mick means son of, so McDonald is son of Donald. How cool is that? Huh. So okay. uh, uh, apparently, the British family, the royal family, is banned from signing autographs. Just to <laughs> let you guys know in the live chat. Wow. So see, That's some one sweet of the princes broke I this rule, yeah. but if, not a shocker. If you could get a hold of that, I mean, then it would be worth some 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 money and some uh notoriety i would think i think i know what tom cruise's next uh next mission impossible is gonna be no come on let's do a nicholas cage movie i have to get the queen's autograph in 24 hours (laughs) national treasure part three we're going national international treasure (laughs) so treasure faye is having a on the tv show cowboy bebop Faye is having a problem with the showers on the ship. She goes, this is the fourth time. Even Buddha gets upset after the third time. I love that line because it's like, it comes kind of out of nowhere from her, right? Like she's not constantly talking about Buddha. She's not a very Zen character in general. So it's just a perfect, it's a perfect character to have deliver a line like that. I I love that moment. and if you've ever been in a shower that doesn't function how you expect it to, you know what she's going through. It's rough. So uh, we have this, I mean, he's the operative, right? The operative from Serenity is locked up in space con air. Did we do a, did we do that already? No, we didn't do. We need the to do the, the, uh, the synopsis. Oh, Ricky sort of led us into it with the, the discussion about the, uh, the next time thing where, where Spike was, Sorry, was it Spike? Oh. It was Jet was talking about how depressing okay. the next episode okay. was. Okay, that, now I was like, what? But <laughs> you're a hundred percent right because that is not normally how we do things. Miss Kylie, do you have fun facts for this episode? Because we sort of already gave the synopsis, and that's somebody's fault. Live chat, whose fault was that? Somebody's fault. If you have some fun um, facts, Kylie, please go ahead, and I apologize. You know, I honestly don't have anything new. We did actually talk a few. Um, Episodes back about how Black Dog Serenade is the Led Zeppelin 1971 um, album song name. Um, but that's really about it. So and We sung a little bit of that so song thanks. on that episode as well because we couldn't help ourselves. Uh, so, yeah, y- you get the operative from Serenity on Space Con Air. And 
it's just like a it's a perfect setup and it, it makes me really wonder how many direct how many western directors were shown cowboy bebop you know and then went i could take one episode of this and turn it into an entire movie just just on this one little idea and turn it into a whole thing i i, I doubt that anything is quite directly you know derivative of it but it just seeing so many little pieces of cool action and sci-fi dna in one place is i think probably my favorite thing about this show we talked about it right towards the start it's full of tropes but they all just seem so well placed i in my opinion anyway um so i feel like when so jet needs to get on to uh con air so he goes and talks to his buddy the ex-cop right or is the buddy currently still a cop and with a cpi is that what it is issp yeah isp Hmm. yeah he's still he's still a police officer right so he's like he goes to get this help and they're kind of giving each other the business right because they're old pals and they have a a fun rapport going on i felt like when he goes they're wasting taxpayer money right and he goes oh you're talking about on my gun the shot that we get of jet's face right before he says no your salary actually is drawn so well that he didn't even need to say that like he was he had such a sarcastic look on his face already that it was like he could have just lit that cigarette and the conversation could have kept going it would have been just as effective in my opinion i love love that moment and I mean, to, I guess, Jet's point from the synopsis, this is pretty much just a bunch of old dudes. Like, the whole episode is old dudes with old axes to grind and old ways of doing things. And it doesn't always work out for those guys. You know, revenge is not always a good enough motivation. You know, sometimes it is, of course. But, you know, it shows throughout all these different different characters that have this weird intertwined past together that it's not always quite that easy to just you can't just necessarily bite hard and hold on right sometimes you gotta be like clear water for example so i I was kind of waiting for uh i'm getting too old for this shit seriously yeah like (laughs) it was you you could have had that you could have had and i was one day away from retirement too (laughs) like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, they they could have had the uh, flashback where after he gets shot, he's like yelling at the captain, and the captain's turn in your badge and your gun by the end of the day. <laughs> Clean out your locker, like, yeah. But it, it did have a very um, dirty, hairy feel, you know, with the mm-hmm. the smoking and the and the, and guns the revolvers. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I appreciated that that he was. And they commented on it too, right? Because we would need that in in the future. If somebody was using a revolver, you'd be like, you know, this is the future, right? <laughs> like, you don't need to be using a revolver. But the guy thinks he's a shooter, as it were. And, of course, it's just some of the most blatant foreshadowing we've had yet, right? You give somebody a revolver in an anime that's this noir and action-y, somebody's going to play Russian roulette in this episode. It's going to happen, right? And they do, and it, it just it, it all works out in what I thought was a very fun way. But before we get there, I I really like that they they have a a moment where they actually 
talk about the whole smoking thing, right? He goes, it's a tense, tense day. It's not a world for smokers anymore, which is funny because a couple episodes back, we were talking about how it used to be everybody everywhere was smoking all the time. And now they're going to eliminate smoking from the live action Bebop series. So it's a, a meter of the changing prevailing attitudes. I guess, as it were, of society. Ricky D referred to it as the Disneyfication of America, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I think I said something like that. <laughs> Sounds like me. Uh, you die. Uh, Josh, what did you think no, of the character you of you die? <laughs> or Udai? Was it Udai or you die? I think it's Udai. Udai. <sighs> I don't remember. Yeah. But. I don't. You, you know, he was fine. He was fine. <laughs> he he was uh he, he Udai was the was the one that was his partner right Jet's partner no so Udai Back was the, the assassin for the former oh, yeah, syndicate the assassin okay. yeah. yeah um I feel like he was a cool character but really in the end didn't really have a lot to do with things other than to tell Jet that he's been hunting the wrong guy yeah. Well, and you kind know, of a he was only there for that that little bit of exposition. I don't know. He had a lot of cool cool scenes for sure. His little knife that he uses out of his what does that come out of his like sleeve or something mm-hmm. like that? But that was that was. I mean, he was a badass. He reminded me a lot of the uh, bounty hunter and Firefly. Yep, that's for sure. Yep. Well, and they the the only parallel. Well, not the only, but one of the big parallels between Faye's episode that we just had and this episode is that. Neither of them actually have any idea what is going on in their life, right? So uh, they're both missing huge chunks of their past. It's just that one of them knows they're missing huge chunks of their past, and the other one has no idea. He's like, yeah, I got away from all that. I made the right move. Everything is good now. If I need to, I can step right back into these roles, which we've seen him do up to this point, right? Every time they go somewhere, Jet just calls the local ISSP office, and he's like, hey, what's the information here? Now, Granted, the bounty hunters are working with the law, so that's part of it. But this is the first time we've seen it not immediately benefit him to contact an old friend. So, interesting parallel there. Uh, turns out Black Dog is also the name of a British cryptid, according to Midnight Cartoon in the chat, or the Black Shuck. Uh, more dogs join the chat. Uh, we we have a lot of pet talk happening in our live chat this week, um, which is totally cool. I mean, it's. It's it's like a found family, like we always say. And what do you do with your family? You talk about your pets. You talk about how your week was. You talk about how cool Cowboy Bebop is. All that kind of stuff. Join us in the live chat. I like that they have the Firefly Assassin here in Space Con Air. I also like that they basically have the Ving Rhames character who shows up and he's like, look at all these rockets I found. <laughs> like, It was so cool. I mean, every, every Con Air character was there you know they had the the guy who was smarter than he looked they had the ex-cop who was like yeah even even cops make mistakes sometimes you know (laughs) i like that they made a good point though he said man what did you do if you're an ex-cop and they gave you life like and he doesn't say what he did but i'm i mean that's a that's a good point so so midnight cartoon says black dog is also a british cryptid well, friends, this is a British, a, the uh, black shuck. <laughs> My good lord, that, that thing is creepy. creepy. Well, I, I'm just, I'm noticing a little play on words. So she said more dogs join the chat. Yeah. You could say more, like M O O R. M O O R, Moorish. Like them, 
This episode is awesome. We have so much fun on this show. We have (laughs) the best live chat. Rosie, I love you. Thank you for mentioning my haircut. It was very sweet of you. Um, Callie said something about my hair. Yeah, it's like I've. We didn't touch the whole chat is just nothing but wonderful people. As is not that's nothing new. That's just how the SBI chat is. So we're we're pretty used to that. Um, Thank you all. We love you very much. So Jet is kind of operating. Him and his partner, right? They're sort of working together but jet is definitely still operating as though he's working alone or rather as though maybe he's working with spike and not his old partner because his old partner's like hey okay let's do this this and he's like oh he's already gone he already took his ship he left the hangar he's not listening to me and that struck me as that's how jet and spike operate (laughs) jet would be like hey spike do this and look out and be like nope spike's already outside in his ship flying around okay cool so definitely a change in uh, Jet, even if he doesn't want to talk about it. He still thinks in his heart that he's the black dog. So this fight that we get in the hallway, I know we're going a little bit faster this episode, and, and I will do a recap if anybody wants to jump backwards from here. But this fight in the hallway with Udai and Jet, did you guys notice... Anything familiar about the way Udai fights? No. Nothing I can think of. No. If I could beg of you, go back and just only watch that scene again and watch the way that he moves. He fights a lot like Spike. He's very fluid. He's very quick. He has really, really long reach. He's got, you know, smooth movements, that kind of a thing. My immediate first thought was Jet realized this is the kind of person that can beat him up close in a, in a close quarters fight. The guy moves quick. He's lithe. Jet, not so much. So he, after this experience where he lost his arm, he's like, I need to pair up with somebody exactly like that because that's my biggest, like somebody who's my opposite would be the best way to watch my back, right? So I maybe that's sense. not what happened at all, but... In my head, that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I, you know, I would. Yeah. And so the last note that I made here for this episode before we get to our segments and before I ask if we've skipped anything you guys would like to talk about is that we get a bit of a parallel here again to Firefly, this time between Jet and Mal. Jet is still clinging to the ideals of his old life but he's giving the outward appearance that he's not, right? He's like, I don't care. Everything is easy. I'm just hunting bounties. But really, he's still the black dog. Once he gets into something, he can't let it go. And that's kind of a flaw. Like, it's drawing him into danger at this point. It's like, dude, sometimes you got to let go, dog. (laughs) Like, sometimes you got to just let things go. You can't hang on to them forever. That is very, very toxic. So. I have one thing to go back and take another look at. Uh, when, I'm sorry, Jet, when Jet is leaving the ship, he tells, or he tells Ed to water his bonsai trees. Oh, yeah. If, if he doesn't come back and Ed immediately goes and waters the bonsai trees and makes a total mess of everything. (laughs) But I was curious about what about that interaction made Ed go 
water the trees immediately rather than wait for Jet to come back. So if I... I feel like that was special for Ed. The like, way, <laughs> the way that I read really it... Wanted to the way it. that I read it was that she heard the sense of resignation in his voice and kind of just she she got what he was saying right because he wouldn't say that unless he thought there was a chance for it so the easiest way to move forward is to go all right well he's never coming back which she explicitly states when spike's like hey where is <laughs> yeah where's jet she's like oh he's actually never coming back to the ship he's probably dead so i, I watered the trees <laughs> like <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, it's just yeah. like throwing the hose everywhere. <laughs> it's so awesome. That that's kind of a, a and, firefly thing too. With um, oh God, my my brain is gone right now. Um, you know, you know where uh, river brain is gone. It doesn't work right now. It's shut off. You know where the, where the weird odd thing of the girl in the box. Mm -hmm. She kind of does whatever. Now now she's like, oh, th this is a little. <laughs> oh no did we lose pixie it's it's okay if we did because i bet oh, you no. we can get her back so while we wait for pixie josh i believe you can see backstage just in case she comes back mm -hmm. to life okay pixie is frozen she she did warn us that this might happen there are several dogs new dogs running around her house and they may have tripped a cable there's a lot of stuff <clears throat> that could be happening right now so uh, as Pixie was saying, there's definitely some parallels here, right? Like, here she oh, is. there she is. Hi, Pixie. Can you hear us? <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, Brain went dead and computer went dead, so I'm on my phone. So, yeah. So, there is there is a parallel between Firefly and Bebop where oh, it's coming back on. I don't know what's going on. Forget <laughs> that thing. So, and I love how Ed, she talks about you know herself in the third person and how she takes everything so literal so when you say i'm not coming back she's like okay you're not i'm not coming you're not coming back i'm gonna go water the bonsai because that's now my yeah. sort of uh, i can agree with thing. that yeah there's there's no um second layer to any interaction 100 mm -hmm. honesty and candor with ed so she assumes the same about others um which you know uh, everybody does that. We assume that other people experience the world that we, the way that we experience the world, and that can lead to some serious pain and uh, misunderstanding. But it all, also can lead to like the most enjoyable indie podcast about space westerns and introducing your friends to them that has ever existed. And we're pushing two thousand downloads, so I know that you all agree with me, and I appreciate and love every single one of you that watches <laughs> and listens. Go to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash TMA store to buy an SBI shirt whenever you can. Now, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I, I got a little story about that shirt that we're just talking about oh, really? that Kylie's wearing. I was actually wearing it earlier today because I just love wearing our shirts in public. I'm a shameless promoter, you yeah. know, and I'm at the gas station and this guy's like, why, why, why do I know that? Where, why do I know that? That shirt? And I was like, Oh, have you ever seen Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> he's like, hell yeah, I've seen that. And I was like, it's from that. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, it makes sense. And and at the time, I was wearing a Baby Yoda overshirt. <laughs> and the guy behind me in line was like, wait, you're wearing a Cowboy Bebop shirt with a Baby Yoda overshirt? And I was like, well, they're both space westerns. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> 
So yeah. And he was speechless. He was yeah. speechless. I was like, go watch Sudden But Inevitable tonight. Yeah. 8.30. <laughs> Mountain time. Be there or yeah. be square. Yeah. That's that's wonderfully heartwarming to hear. And I can't wait till my SBI shirt gets here. I'm going to get one of each. Uh, I'm going to do the silhouette and I'm going to get the polo. Oh, Rosie wore her SBI shirt today too. Rosie, DM me a picture, please. Please DM me a picture. Yes, if you don't want me pictures. to, I won't put it up on the Instagram, but I got to see I gotta see your SBI shirt, Rosie. <laughs> um, speaking of wonderful friends wearing our wonderful merchandise we did get an excellent photo from our friend phil in the chat who picked up a very very wicked looking best flicks with you know the coolest little red b a best flicks with ricky d hat and he sent us a great photo of him rocking that hat like a rock star so we'll get that we did get permission for that one we'll get that and i'll put it in the instagram follow us on instagram at sudden but inevitable podcast to see that and to see all of our picks for shots of the show i'm doing them in a video now i feel like that's easier and it means that you don't have to pay as much attention when you go to my instagram you just wait and then the video will happen to you and you will love it a lot so now that we are kind of to the end of the episode chronologically i would like to ask Josh and Kylie, do you have anything from this episode that you feel like we definitely have to talk about, but I just steamrolled right past? I, I, I'm sure I do. I <laughs> No. <laughs> I am also I, good mo- here. Most of my things are from the shots of the show and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's the, the rest Segment-y of my, stuff. Uh, my talking points. Very cool. My friend Pixie from Next on Stage One, do you have anything from this episode you feel like we have to cover because I didn't give you a chance earlier? I I feel like we kind of glanced over like the beginning uh, beginning of the episode where you know these these criminals are taking over the ship, sort of like the aircon, and I feel like we we glanced over that that terrible tactic where they told you know the police that are surrounding them that we're we've got we've got four police officers and we've got so many inmates and they just kind of push it off and they, they blow it up as a diversion tactic. Like we didn't talk about like the, the, the terrible stuff that these guys were already doing <laughs> on this ship. I, I kind of feel like we, we, we glanced over it so we, we could talk about, we want like, to talk the about end. the terrible things. <laughs> all these terrible things. Well, that yeah. ship to your point, did you guys notice that ship is pretty clearly a Tommy gun? in space yeah like awesome that i love that design and they use the the barrel or or rather the drum as the gravity generation wheel Mm -hmm. on this ship and i mean there's one shot where it starts from the front and goes all the way back and you can see i mean that's just a tommy gun with the stock pulled off like it's 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 really really cool design for a ship so pixie what was your favorite terrible thing that the terrible people did on Uh, on space besides shooting people in the head yeah i mean that was that was that was pretty epic you know i'm trying to look for my charger for my phone but yeah uh that was i really just liked the whole episode yeah i don't even know what i i i feel like jet is like mal who is just this good guy from the beginning to the end in every episode he's kind of just Mm -hmm. like this is who I am. I'm an old dog. I'm doing these things. And this is, the, you know, this is who I am. And I really like Jet as a character. And their 
principles are pretty significantly um, a big part of who they are. And you could argue for both characters that it's their one of their biggest strengths and simultaneously one of their greatest weaknesses, right? Because that's the, if you're, if you're on a playing field with people that don't respect that, then you're at a disadvantage. And, and that's basically what his old partner tells him is like, look, man, the world isn't how it was. There is no black and white. There is no cut and dry. There is no, I'm out of the game. Okay. You have to play the game and you have to play it well, or you're going to die in a puddle of blood with somebody else's cigarette falling out of your mouth, which spoiler alert. So, <laughs> With that, I think that we get to do what I just cannot wait for every single week, which is to introduce the first of our weekly segments, which, of course, this week is going to be Spiegel Spiel. Spiegel Spiel, of course, is where we share our favorite quotes from this week's episode or episodes, even if they were not uttered by Mr. Spike Spiegel himself. I am always tempted to go first because I'm just bursting with favorite quotes, but I'm not going to do that because it would be rude. Normally, I would offer to let Pixie go first, but Pixie is having a a magical Pixie uh, fun little errand (laughs) that she's running. So I'm going to shift to our own magical Pixie, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. What was your pick? She dropped her phone. We're just... I'm just... (laughs) It's crazy. She'll be back. Let's just watch this. She'll be back. <laughs> so, Ricky D. Well, yeah, my shot of the no, show. No, 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 no. Uh, I did. I think we're doing Spiegel Spiel. Give so, us your picks for yeah, Spiegel Spiel. That's one that was going to come out. <laughs> uh, for Spiegel Spiel. Uh, I only had one. It was for the first episode, and we actually kind of touched on it. But I really liked when Faye finished telling her story to Ayn. And Spike walked out of the bathroom or whatever room that was, and he goes, too long, your story needs editing. Yeah. And I was just, I laughed out loud because, you know, I was just kind of going along with everything Faye was saying, and Spike shows up and goes, I think you might be embellishing. And I'm like, "Mm, he's right. She is. (laughs) I don't like her. Yeah, so I had actually picked that as well, and our friend Pixie actually picked that quote as well. So it's it's a, <laughs> it's good, a good line. I mean, it's a great quote. Pixie, can you hear us? Mm, can you hear us? Can, can it's you possible hear us? That, it's possible that Pixie cannot hear us. Um, I don't think she can. So <laughs> she she took her headphones off. Yeah. I th- what if she put her headphones back on? I think if she. I put that in the private chat. I'll, let's see if she can read. I don't know. She probably has the comments open instead of the uh, private chat. Oh, it's an iPhone. Oh. Yeah. No headphone jack. It's an iPhone. Dang. Yeah. Well, hopefully she comes back. Um, Ricky D, my apologies for interrupting you. We all chose that line because it is a great line. Yep. Uh, what was your second choice for uh, Spiegel Spiel this week? I only had the one, actually, so I am done. Not a problem. Miss Pixie, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Yes, I can. So while while you were um, sprinkling pixie dust, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D uh, revealed to us that he had actually chosen the you need to edit your storyline as well, which I know you had picked as one of your picks and I had actually also picked. So Pixie, as our guest, would you like to share your other favorite quote from this week? My other quote was, 
Edward wants chocolate. Yes. <laughs> so good. One of my favorite characters in the whole thing. <laughs> I think if we were to go back and chart um, our picks for Spiegelspiel and Shot of the Show by character, Ed would be like the largest bar on that graph, I think would be the... Also, he has the fewest lines. Well, for the most part. I mean, there are... Yeah. In, except for the episode where we met her, she was like... I mean, pretty constant stream of rhymes and like, you know, ridiculous. made up, yeah, ridiculous Edward mm-hmm. Wong Hao, Pepe Lu, Tuvaruski the fourth. So <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't memorize it. I wrote it down once, so I'm never going to forget it. So um, yep. excellent, excellent pick, Pixie. Uh, so that brings us to Josh and Kylie. Between the two of you, I will let you choose who goes first. But if you guys would like to share your picks for Spiegel Spiel. So I would go first, but my only pick for this week was the editing. Oh, God. It's okay. the best that line. Was, that was my only I, pick. Yeah. It's the best line. That was it. So, I, yeah, I feel you. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to say necessarily it was my favorite, but I thought it was a fun juxtaposition um, against, um, I, it was Jet who said women don't work on reason, which we touched on, <laughs> but the fun juxtaposition was because Whitney was, you know, saying a prince has to protect sleeping beauty. That's the way it works. And I was just laughing cause I feel like there's no in between in the show. It's either like we're talking about we're, women are portrayed in this way or they're this way, you know? Yep. Um, so I just thought that One was funny. Or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's a very, very valid point. And Faye in particular, it, it almost feels, some of that stuff feels amplified because of the way that she's drawn, right? She's She mm-hmm. is this ultra attractive character with lines that, you know, cross the entire screen. Um, but it, it yeah, I, I, I agree. And I feel like that's one of the things that I like about that episode is that because right at the end, she becomes the Faye we know right they Mm -hmm. go actually you just amassed all of his debts too she goes are you kidding me and she flips the table and she you know storms out and she gets the big angry face i'm like oh there's Faye. we love you Faye. thanks Faye. (laughs) so um my my pick for the first episode uh is when they're in (laughs) they're in the dog fight and she notices that spike is chasing her and she goes Hey, I'm not going to go easy on you. Spike goes, I thought that was my line. Like, I was just about to say that to you, but okay, cool. Yeah, let's do this. And and I feel like you, it's, uh, Spike wins, right? But it, it's such a fun dogfight. And, and maybe the reason Spike won was because the cockpit of Phasecraft was, you know, significantly overloaded, shall we say? Um, but I, my pick was just him going, that was my line. And I, I think that that's funny because um, we're talking about lines and it's very meta. Uh, Midnight Cartoon says, Faye's not bad. She's just drawn that way, much like Miss Jessica Rabbit. So Maybe um, because it's not Avatar, but... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just, just kidding. Yeah, if, John it, poorly, if, it, were, it, if it were Avatar, then yeah, yeah. No, what? Very well executed, Kylie. I appreciate it. And I came with you. Um, so my pick for the second episode was actually, I, I think I already said it, but it, again, uh, Faye going, even Buddha gets upset after the third time. Like, I, I'm going to make an effort to use that. Um, 
like when something fails three times. Uh, I don't have an immediate like. So if I get too far away from my car with my key fob, it won't lock when I press the lock button. So maybe I'll step just outside that range, try it three times, and then go, dang it! But you know, when the printer jams at work, that's there you go. There you go. Because guess what's guaranteed to happen? It's that. So there's so many things at my job that happened multiple times because of stoner brains. So I, well, I mean, I can absolutely just keep, say that. Keep good old Buddha in mind. I will. I'm going to use that line so much now. It's going to be great. And then, Guys, like, you think I'm upset? Think of how Buddha feels right now. And then, pissed. thirty or forty seconds later, after Josh does that, somebody will go, "Whoa, what? What? <laughs> like, that?" They'll be Did laughing really? when they say it because they think that they heard a joke, but they're not sure. So, yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's not a, I'm not talking down on anybody if, or anything, I promise. Um, so I no, believe Pixie's gone. She thinks you're talking down to everyone. With, yeah, so. <laughs> Pixie's mad. <laughs> Pixies are ethereal beings by nature. They flitter in in and out of existence on the same plane as us. So I assume that's what she's doing. Um, just fluttering in and out while of the, the she existence. is while Pixie is in the process of uh, fluttering in and out. Let's go ahead and introduce everyone to our next weekly segment, which we like to call Shot of the Show. If you've been here before, then you know the Shot of the Show is where we share our favorite visual moments from these episodes, the ones that hit us a little bit harder than every other episode. Pixie, in the event that you are able to hear me, would you uh, like to talk us through your shots of the show? Um, I'm trying to remember. I know one was um, Ed hanging upside down. So this is from the first episode. Yep. If you could see. Can you see Josh's screen? I can't. I can't see anybody's okay. screen except for so you're, my screen and the background. <laughs> you're fine. Oh. So the first shot from the first episode is actually the eyebrows oh, that oh, uh, on, fade. On e. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really cute that she drew these thick eyebrows on the dog uh, to represent, you know, this guy. She was trying to figure out her past and she's got, you know, the mic the uh, the marks on the poor dog's eyebrows so she's all like that guy with the eyebrows you know she just couldn't let like the yeah. story go <laughs> it's yeah. at minute marker 2249 on hulu um there's just a quick scene of ian with black uh big black eyebrows drawn onto him it's it's pretty funny i love that poster yeah. style Thank you for uh, improvising, Josh. That was perfect, and I apologize. Uh, if you'd like to bring up Pixie's second shot, Pixie, this is your uh, Which is Ed hanging upside down. Yes. And this Where comes uh, at minute marker 10, 10 minutes and 8 seconds. Where she's and talking to Jet about, you know, what's going on with the bonsai and everything. She's hanging upside down talking to him. Just pure yeah. innocent yeah, joy just pure ed you know yeah. just pure like hey what's going on you know and i i well i've said this before i love ed's character yeah she's my favorite she she is uh I, I believe the way i phrased it before was it's hard to pick a favorite character on cowboy bebop but if you picked ed it would be easy to understand why <laughs> yep Excellent, excellent pick. So I I love the just yeah the whimsical nature. She's upside down. She big old smile, rosy cheeks. Excellent, excellent, excellent pick. Uh, let's reverse that order then from last time. So Kylie, do you have picks this week for shot of the show? 
I do, um, but just for episode or session 16. Wonderful. Go right ahead. Is um, that minute? F- five minutes and 44 seconds. I'm sorry. I must, I give you the wrong time, but Josh figured it out. He's a genius like that. Um, I picked this one here um, because I just, I just thought it was quite anime. Very, yeah. uh, like at, at first when I saw it, I was like, you know, are they like anti gravity? And I was like, oh, no, no, it's just anime blood spray. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like Quentin Tarantino style. Um, so I just thought that was a fun shot. Well, I feel like any, like if Quentin Tarantino were to make a space movie like that, he would have to have a scene with blood bubbles. Just everywhere, yeah. Blood bubbles. So, yeah. It's it's a very cool, there's some sort of reason that in low or no gravity liquids form a sphere, it has something to do with something, but I'm not a scientist or even really a, an adult that does a lot of research. Ricky D, it sounds like you molecular know. Molecular cohesion. There you go, molecular cohesion. If somebody could Google that and immediately what tell me. What is molecular cohesion? <laughs> <laughs> is that you typing out loud or is that you asking? Um, so Are you answering a question on yes, Jeopardy. Yeah, I fully understand. Fully understand. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Excellent pick, Kylie. I really dig that. In that one shot, you get, okay, this is sci-fi, this is violent, and it's intense, right? Because we're in space, we got blood spheres, we got somebody is definitely dead. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely digging it. Callie D in the live chat says, Pixie, your dog is just adorable. She is a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a true mother. Now, Josh, did you oh. have picks for shot of the show this week? I did. Um, my shot for the first episode um, was at minute five thirty-two, and I chose this shot specifically because it reminded me so much of the Fifth Element. Yep. Mm, totally. <clears throat> um, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I could, I could, uh, I could dig this if." If she's like, you know, the fifth element or something. She's not, but, you know, I, I liked the show. It's just very but reminiscent was, of one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, and a lot of red herrings where they were like, maybe she is the fifth element. I mean, right, <laughs> like right. Uh, Midnight Cartoon in the chat points out uh, the shot that uh, Kylie had picked out with the blood spheres reminded her of the blood vials of Red Eye in the one of the first episodes. Oh. That might have been Asteroid Blues or Street Dog Strut, but... Um, I think it actually was Asteroid Blues. Um, so, and, and yeah, Josh, to your point, I mean, it does look basically it's that design, right? <laughs> but without the, f- it's, the fogged it's, glass. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very similar for sure. Um, and it's, I just like seeing those kind of things that remind me of, you know, old awesome movies that I still watch to this day. Yeah. Um, my cats are about to fight. Sorry, I almost had to. I almost had to beat some cats. I know. Did you ass. see us like jump into action? We were gonna like flip this table over. <laughs> um. Okay. So speaking of being reminded of awesome things, so the next shot is uh from this episode sixteen, is from three minutes and two seconds in. Bam. Yeah. I love um, hyperspace shots. Time warp. Or yeah, like. And every single show does it differently, and this one is no no stranger to that like and and it's you know it's got the yellow stars and the I, the the 
ship is darkened and you know when you look at like star trek and you see their hyperspace or warp speed and like i don't know so these shots always get me because i'm a a big big lover of space the (laughs) the painting in in the back of my screen right and then also the intro the yellow line that spike's ship leaves across the intro screen as he's flying across right that's him hitting hyperspace right then we see all the yellow lines behind that ship in hyperspace like i just the visual language of this show is so precise and so consistent throughout it's it's almost unparalleled for something that's a season long it just blows my mind that they were able to do that. I mean, it makes sense that they would be able to in an animated thing, but to just remain so solidly consistent throughout, it just deeply impresses me. That is an excellent A pick. lot of shows use that first season to kind of find their footing, and when they come back to season two, that's when they smooth it all out. But Yeah, this show went, not here. This show went we're a new genre. Boom, here it is. It's fully formed. It's done. It's all one piece. Deal with it. And it was like... Right. You guys knocked it out of the freaking park. So, Heck yeah. Uh, did we already? Did I already ask you, Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D for your shot of the show? Then please, my friend, share with us your shots of the show. All right, my first one. <laughs> We've got Ed here. Uh, this is right after the commercial break that we don't really see on Hulu anymore. But uh, it's right after the commercial break. Faye has come back into the Beep Op ship. And Ayn looks directly into the camera and goes, welcome back. And he's both speaking to her, saying welcome back, and to us, the viewers, welcome back from the commercials. And I really like that uh, dual-edged dialogue. Yeah, almost a fourth wall break. Almost. Mm-hmm. like Very, very close. And But it, to your point, if you look at that frame, she's not looking right into the camera. She's like 98% directly into the camera, but mm-hmm. not quite there. If we could see her pupils, I don't think they would be pointed at us. That, yeah, I, and the constant um, use of the goggles when she's surfing, I, I don't know if, that ha- if, if she has to have them or if it just puts the data right in front of her eyes, which I, I love. It, it, it adds this layer to the character of if she needs the code in her body, right? She wants to see all the stuff <laughs> that she's doing. That's an excellent pick. Like she's downloading yeah, it. Yeah, almost Matrix style, but really more like speed reader style or, or savant style mm-hmm. or something. Um, uh, your second pick, my friend. I don't know if we mentioned that was from uh, 14 minutes and 30 seconds in. Thank you. Yeah. And my second Sorry. shot of the show is at 19 minutes... Yeah, sorry, 19 minutes and 50 seconds into the episode. Uh, that's Jet's partner. Did they call him Fat? Was that yeah. his name? Um, the subtitles in, on Hulu said Fat, um, but then like the synopsis and stuff said Fad. Uh, Maybe it's oh, just a, tra- it's okay. a translation deal. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, he's looking down the scope of his gun right at Jet, and this conflict is about to explode. Yeah, and it, it's... Things about to pop off. Yeah, high tension moment. Pop off. And this is the the reveal, right? We don't see this the first time. This is what is occluded by the very bright light that they put right in Jet's eyes when he gets into this courtyard. So he doesn't see this is the this is the flashback in a flashback detail where the you know, the second or third time we get to this point of the flashback, we finally get to see what's going on for real. And yeah, high tension moment, just very and and kind of like Kylie had said about her shot very anime shot you know you've got the glint of the scope you've got the yeah it just 
hard angles, great lighting. Very good pick, Ricky D, for best flicks with Ricky D. I think that means it's my turn, you guys. I love my turn, my turn. So uh, the first one that I picked from the first episode is, uh, Josh, if you want to just give me the time code, I can't find it in my notes. 2203 from the first episode. So funny enough, both of your episodes are from minute 2203. I kind of felt that was happening when I sent you the second one, but I was like, I can't remember if if I'd already said that. But this is the end of the first episode where uh, Faye has indeed turned in the bounty for uh, Mr. Haggis, which I believe Jet told him was 198,000 Wulongs. Um, But turns out it was actually 1,980 Wulongs. And uh, so this quarter here that Spike is flipping is actually phase cut of the uh, the bounty that they ended up getting on this guy. And she assumes, of course, oh, he's screwing me out of my cut again. But in this case, that's actually the, the cut that she would get, uh, <laughs> which is great. In the very next frame, she, she saunters past him and pauses for just a moment where they have this... F- freeze frame together and then she keeps walking then he catches up to her and pauses then she keeps walking then he catches up to her he pa- uh she pauses and he keeps they have this back and forth catching up to each other all the way to the ship uh each of them trying to get the last line out on each other so i just i really like that and you know classic guy in an alley flipping a coin hey you need an, an id you need a gun you know <laughs> very yeah, very noir <laughs> uh, speaking of noir my second pick for shot of the show also from 2203, is, uh, <laughs> f- I guess, Fat, <laughs> having uh, his last smoke. <laughs> um, I guess Fat. <laughs> why did they not name Haggis Fat? He got a fat injection in this character's name. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I know, and this guy's name is Fat. Yeah, <laughs> I, but he, they had mentioned earlier, you know, smoking kills you, this, that, and the other thing. And he goes, I figured you wouldn't quit till the day you die. And so this is a you know moment of delicious irony because this is the day that he dies. We know that, and uh, he it died because he uh, went into this final confrontation with a built-in element of chance to make it fair. So this is this character giving into his old ideals, which he has spent the whole episode telling Jet he needs to let go of, uh, which is kind of a nice arc, you know. And and it, it gets a little more closure than the Fae flashback story because we're kind of left in the same spot we were when we started with Faye but at least now we're like okay Spike's or uh, Jet's past is is probably safely mostly out of the way except for some you know cryptic remarks about the syndicate so uh, that's going to be it for our weekly segments that have bumpers of course the next thing that we would like to do is give these episodes a rating out of 10 now if you guys want you can do the combo rating just let me know ahead of time because that changes how i have to calculate everything so pixie as our guest why don't you go ahead and give us your two ratings for these episodes out of 10 please and thank you oh let's see uh, the funny valentine episode wasn't as uh, glorious as the jet episode but i'd probably get it give that one five out of ten bullets <laughs> <laughs> bullets i'm digging it bullets you know it kind of it didn't really hit the mark with me um i'm probably being more generous than than i should be with this episode it it was it was interesting and then i definitely liked the jet episode i i 
I felt that it was nitty. It was gritty. Uh, Jet's still a good guy. Um, I'm going to give that a 9 out of 10. It was almost perfect. I really liked it. That's quite the range. And, yeah. Uh, nice, yeah. We, we <laughs> Sorry. Have... No, 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 no. You're good. That's great. We We generally run into a thing where everybody cluster rates right like we'll have everybody's ratings mm -hmm. will be within like a half point of each other so that's excellent to get some range in there my friend sean they from were... cheap seat reviews will love it because it's gonna screw our decimals like crazy they were totally <laughs> different episodes so it's like yeah. ups and downs and it just they deserve different ratings i appreciate that explanation so uh let's do uh let me rephrase that let's have miss kylie go next would you like to give your ratings for this episode <laughs> Sure. I, on the other hand, think that I liked the episodes pretty much equally. Mm. Um, yeah. So honestly, I think I was just as interested in, you know, Faye's story as Jets. Um, I thought that they both had some, some good elements in it. Um, so I think I want to rate both an eight. Okay. An eight out uh, of 10 on both. That will definitely bump nice the average. Idea. Josh, head of Twist My Arm Podcast Network and the host of Twist My Arm Podcast. What are your ratings this week? Um, I, I just sent you my ratings in the private chat, oh, cool. but I just changed them uh, <laughs> right after Pixie gave hers. So, um, <laughs> I'm an influencer, guys. <laughs> I, uh, she, she was very bold to take it down to a five. So I was originally going to give the first episode a six. I'm going to go to 5.5 because, yeah, it's not that good. Um, so, like, and not saying that it's not good, but it's just not as it wasn't as entertaining as most of the other ones, um, including the Jet episode, which I would rate an eight. Rate rate an eight. Rate an eight. All right, we got a five point five so, yeah, and five, an eight. Ricky D yeah, from yeah. Best Flicks with Ricky D, fresh off your episode covering Star Wars: of The Force Awakens with Josh. What are your ratings? <laughs> Uh, I'm thing. also a little bit rough on the first episode, the the my funny Valentine episode. I went down to six on that one. Uh, and for Black Dog Serenade, I went up to a seven point five. I definitely like that one a lot more. Uh, I think I prefer the battle to the beauty. So that's why I was enjoying Jet's episode a little bit more. Yeah, I I can't see it as anything other than Con Air in space. Like it, it was just cool. They got all the right. Just getting back to find my daughter. Yeah, M my name is Cameron Poe, and it, it just yeah. I, I can't I can't hate on Con Air. What was his little girl's name? Uh, I don't even know. Please, don't please know. look it up for me. I've never even seen that movie. No, I don't like Nicolas no, Cage. Bullshit. It was, it, I made Josh, you watch it a couple months Josh. ago. <laughs> oh, my God, and I was not paying attention. His I'm little sure we know that. His little girl's name is Casey. I know that's a good movie. Dear Casey. Casey. That's what it is, yes. I can't wait to Dear get Casey. <laughs> okay. Dear Sorry, this Casey. Was a, this was a digression of, of the best possible flavor. Uh, so, so my <laughs> ratings for this week. Um, I really like... so. I, I actually really enjoyed the Faye episode. I think the reason that I did is because I was just missing Bebop so bad, you guys. I know we only took a week off. It does equate to two weeks because it was a Friday, and then you had to wait all the way till the next Friday. So it's like, you know, it's it's more than seven days. But, like, I was just really excited to get back into it, and it was actually kind of the perfect way for me to ease into it because it wasn't a million-mile-an-hour episode where I got to watch every single little detail. Um 
And I kind of tried to put myself in her mindset because I, like I was telling you, I had that moment where I was like, what if they started the live action series here? Cause this is a great, you know, audience avatar. And if you watch it in the mindset of, okay, how would I react in her situation? It's a pretty good episode. And I feel like it um, flows pretty, um, not predictably, relatably. Like, I feel like I would have similar reactions to her. I may not be flipping tables and trusting random lawyers. I don't think I would just trust a lawyer that showed up out of nowhere, even if it was the future. But uh, I don't know. I liked the episode. Um, I, I will go ahead and give it a seven out of 10. Um, it's not I'm not going to sit here and say, like, it's actually the best episode and you guys are crazy because it's not. Um, and I also don't think it's better than the next episode either. So I'm going to give that episode an eight. So, Josh, talk for a moment about TMA PodCon 21 while I do some quick math. Uh, TMA PodCon 21 next Saturday, one o'clock Mountain Time to five o'clock Mountain Time. going to be a lot of fun. Pixie's going to be there. Jesse's going to be there. Ricky might be there i don't know I bet i'll be there <laughs> um were you, were you gonna say something kylie was unsure but i missed my last family barbecue and it's like totally right in the middle and <laughs> that's okay i'm that's okay. really trying to juggle family life pod life work life i'm trying there's, to do my best there's a lot <laughs> um i am excited to do the on another twist oh i was gonna say i'm excited to do the last to jedi with more... ricky that fell on the I was just going to drop a little bit more TMA family information. Kylie's got a family barbecue tomorrow. Uh, my family reunion got canceled, so also good. What? So was you... that the was that the Leroy's in your garage that you That's were talking a... about? Is that what got canceled? No, he no because he, he was going to be out of state and without internet. Remember, and we were going to have to That's find a way right. to bring. Oh. So I'm sorry to hear it was canceled. Though, are you bummed? Are you, you cool? No, not at okay. all. When when okay. was that happening? It was uh, Labor Day weekend. I just think it's yeah. it's amusing the dichotomy between Kylie being excited to go to her family barbecue versus celebrating the avoidance of one. <laughs> so I think the difference, though, is that my mom and I, we married into this huge family. So I, I didn't grow up with them. So I think maybe I'm just like so excited. Kylie yeah. didn't marry into the family. Her mom did. It's... <laughs> yes. But I came, I came with the package. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it could be like my family, mostly dead, so. <laughs> Ouch. Oh. Jeez. Sorry, I made, I'm very sorry. I made a small mistake in the math on the first one. Anyways, the rating that we get total for the second episode is a 0.81 or an 8.1 out of 10. And our second episode, oh, sorry. <laughs> Plus eight plus. Oh, did you guys? Speaking of, did you guys get to watch any of Levar Levar Burton on Jeopardy? Because oh my I gosh! Did. Yes, we did. We totally love him. How good was, awesome. was that? Okay, sorry. Our our score for the first episode is a six point three out of ten. That might be our lowest score so far. Um, which again, that's not that low. Like that's still above a fifty percent. The show is quality, even in the moments where it's taking its time to build some backstory apologies for the delay my friends now the last thing that we do every week at sudden but inevitable is we hand out some love to the people on social media and the listeners and everybody that keeps us running and supported and all that wonderful stuff first off this week we're going to give pixie a chance pixie if there's anybody you'd like to say thank you or shout out really quick twitter instagram any of that kind of stuff go for it uh just uh just sounds creepy um she's really been 
pretty awesome about jumping into things like joining the community. She's really just pretty awesome all the way around. If anybody has the chance to give her a follow, she, she follows back likes retweets. She's fantastic. So, and I know that she has already been shown some of the love that we have been shown. Our wonderful friend Callie D has already followed at Sounds Creepy. So she is taking your advice to heart. And I would like to say thank you as well for joining us in the live chat this week at Sounds Creepy. We deeply appreciate it. Ricky D, my friend from Best Flicks with Ricky D, have you got any big shouts for the Bounty Hunters this week? I do have some big shouts. Uh, does any Kylie, Pixie, are you guys fans of 30 Rock? Yes, I am. Yeah, I thought you might be. <laughs> so I'm not. Every time I hear that, I think Third Rock from the Sun, which I like oh, so much better. So Yeah, I was there at one point. But yeah. <laughs> uh, 30 Rock is a really fun old NBC sitcom. Mm -hmm. It's back on Netflix. And I found some podcasters called Good Pod Lemon. And they are starting an episodic watch through of uh, 30 Rock, kind of like what we're doing. Cool. So uh, 30 Rock has like seven seasons of 20 episodes per season wow. so they've got quite a mountain ahead of them and but... another baldman baldwin right uh alec is on there yeah adam okay. is a non-baldwin mm -hmm. baldwin go ahead <laughs> uh yeah but i'm just i've been talking with good pod lemon a little bit i'm hoping to get a guest on one of their episodes <laughs> they haven't started i keep hitting my microphone <laughs> i'm sorry everyone it's on the bingo <laughs> chat, i think uh, <laughs> yeah but they're very new to the podcasting thing. Follow Good Pod Lemon if you are a fan of 30 Rock, a fan of Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, any of that good stuff. And uh, they haven't had any guests yet, but I'm aiming for that first seat. Very cool. Very nice. I am searching at yeah. the moment. I will follow them as soon as I find them. I think I put too many Ds in pod. Um, <laughs> Josh from Twist My Arm, etc. Do you have any big shouts for the Bounty Hunters this week? <laughs> Um, I do have a good amount of shout outs and it's not really shout outs. I, I guess it's, I want to, um, give a preview of all of the guests that are coming on the show for this next fall run of twist my arm. Um, cause I'm very grateful for all the people that have agreed to come and do an interview with us. So, um, I have the Cobra Kai paintball team. Excited to have you guys on. I got the Playlist Wars guys coming on. I got the FJ podcast coming on. Uh, made you a mixtape podcast. The podcast that wouldn't die. Another friend named Pixie who is an artist here in Denver. Um, and then Kylie's good friend April who just published a book recently. Um, I have more people in the works as well uh these interviews should run through october i believe um wow. so i should have one interview a week from starting next week um going all the way through october and a little bit in november so um, i want to thank everyone that has gotten on and and agreed to come on so far and um thank all the people that are going to agree to come on and if anybody would like to come and share your story about um, how you became a podcaster or share about your podcast or your band or your art or your restaurant or anything um, anything that you're proud of or something like that hit me up twist my arm podcast at gmail.com or send me a dm on twitter at twist my arm cast and um, i will get you on the show I'm, I'm very easy going as far as interviews we do interviews 
pretty pretty quickly and and i love having i love meeting people and and all that because did you just did you just throw your shoe my chancla <laughs> <laughs> is that the cats <laughs> yeah yeah hit me up twist my own podcast at gmail.com <laughs> wonderful definitely do that my friend kylie because i have learned my lesson do you have any big shouts for the bounty hunters this week um, I, I don't know. I guess I would just want to thank, uh, Jesse and Josh and, and Ricky and everybody who puts up with me every week and listens to me talk and, and handles my ridiculousness. So thank you. <laughs> I happen to know because I spend a lot of time, uh, directly messaging people in our audience that you are a big part of why people are here in the live chat, hanging out with us, buying t-shirts, showering love, sending gifts. I am deeply grateful to have the crew with us as well as you said and of course tonight that includes miss pixie from next on stage one so warm and fuzzy who looks very comfortable with her phone camera significantly right probably she's making it work yeah probably more comfortable than the rest of us um so i promise you guys i'm gonna make this fast um the first big shout for the bounty hunters that I have this week is actually for a very dear friend of ours, Jake. You may remember Jake from the season one of the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. Jake and his friend Zach have just started their own podcast. I just found out about this about 15 minutes before we went live. He posted a link to their first episode, and I'm, I'm going to implore you guys to please go check it out. They started a podcast where they break apart stories from their favorite movies. First episode is out now. It's called Story Shack with Jake and Zach. How fun is that? It's cool. They, I like that. Yeah, they have actual Hollywood experience and a deep, deep love for everything cinema. So definitely go follow Story Shack with Jake and Zach on Spotify. That is the easiest way to get a hold of them right now. Or just go follow me on Twitter because you're going to see the links that I'm retweeting. Uh, after that, <laughs> I am going to say hello. Thank you. Shout out to the Blood and Black Rum podcast. Blood and Black Rum on Twitter is at Blood N Black Rum. This is the Blood and Black Rum podcast, a weekly show from Grindhouse and Martin talking everything from horror fare to classic films. And they are part of the Pottern family. So big shout to the bounty hunter known as Blood and Black Rum podcast. Now, of course, I could not end this segment without saying hello and I hope you're enjoying your wonderful prize to our friend Lauren at Beard Owl Podcast, who won the At Sudden But 1K Blu-ray giveaway. That means she took home all three of those prizes. And I just want to say congratulations and thank you again for playing, Lauren. That means the world to us. And if you haven't listened to the Beard Owl Podcast, then you haven't been listening to what I've been telling you, because I've told you to listen more than once. Get on it. I'm starting to lose my patience. Now, the... <laughs> The other thing that I have to say this week in particular is, please, if you haven't, go check out a little podcast called Them's Fighting Nerds. It's on the Cheap Seat Cast, uh, at Cheap Seat Cast podcast feed. That's Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews. He moderated a very fun debate between Cameron from Greenshirt and I about which MCU movie is more fun, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or Thor Ragnarok. Actually, it was which one is the best. And uh, no spoilers for that. I want you to go check it out. Please check it out and let me know on Twitter what you thought at Sudden Butt. Folks, that's a lot of words to cram into two hours and 17 minutes. And I am not out of words, but I feel like I should let you guys stop listening to them. So let's go for the sign-off order this week. Pixie, Ricky, Kylie, and Josh. For the set oh you know what? I'm sorry. I have to say this. 
please, please, please go listen to Next on Stage One. Pixie's podcast is called Next on Stage One. She also co-hosts a show called the Pop Culture Perspective Podcast. You can find her on Twitter at Next on Stage One. And I don't know if Pop Culture Perspective has a Twitter yet. Does it have a Twitter yet, Pixie? Pop Culture Perspective has a Twitter, but it doesn't have episodes. <laughs> episodes haven't been released yet. So we're you guys are still only recording. live on Twitter spaces on Pop Culture Perspective. Gotcha. So follow Pixie at Next on Stage One to take part in those Twitter spaces and listen in as they record live. So again, I apologize, my friends. Sign off order will be Pixie, Ricky, Kylie, Josh. Thank you guys so much for joining us again, as you do every week for the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop. It means the world to me to have you here with us in the live chat. Thank you, Callie. Thank you, Rona. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you, Midnight Cartoon. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, anyone who is listening out there in podcast land. I can't tell you how much your support means to us, and I can't tell you how excited we are for TMA PodCon 21. So for the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop, I have been Jesse. My name is Pixie. This is Ricky D. Best Flicks with Ricky D. This is Kylie. And this is Josh. See you, Space Cow folk. Thank you for listening to the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop. Follow us on Twitter at Sudden But. Follow us on Instagram at Sudden But Inevitable Podcast. Or go to twistmyarmpodcast.com slash SBI to get everything all in one place. The Sudden But Inevitable Rebop is a Twist My Arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them.